Greetings. Welcome in. Better's Last Stand here. Coming to you from the Pine Room Studio. Matt and Chris here with you. Coach uh, out on some final end-of-season paint duties as we uh, await the final couple of really warm days of the fall, and then it looks like it's going to turn for good down into the 50s, the 40s, and on down till it gets really cold and uh, it's miserable outside. But uh, I'll enjoy the 50s and 40s for a while. Yes. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's decent out there today, a little warm in the sun, but nice, uh, nice breeze and uh, nice temperature air quality in the shade so anyway it's better's last stand a uh another week in the books football wise this is our 59th episode of better's last stand as we march on uh to uh week nine of college football week eight of the nfl it's hard to imagine it's more than halfway gone we got high school playoffs starting up this week in ohio so if you haven't checked out football fridays noon to three on the watchdog give us a listen we'll have uh comprehensive breakdowns and picks in our Duggar's Saucy Spread uh, Week 10, our Duggar's Saucy Spread Challenge Week Number 10, um, as we uh, march on. Two weeks to go in uh, West Virginia, Ohio in the playoffs, as I mentioned, and uh, football is uh, kind of at least a third of the way done from all capacities. Yeah. Even the NFL, Chris, says uh, it, it's – I'm glad. it's getting. Cl- that means it's closer to being over. What do you? What are your thoughts? Uh, you know what? I, I I'm in total agreement with you, Matt. Uh, you know, this past weekend we were, you know, we were uh, doing the pick ball at Ogilby, and I didn't I didn't get to see a damn thing, and I was perfectly fine with yeah. that until I met you guys at the uh, vets. You, at like soon, right at the end of that Browns game. Yeah. And and, and just it's a continuing story with these referees and the officiating and, and, and how just it's not it's talked about enough blatant well i saw did you see mcafee put uh, did a, about a 13 minute thing just just i actually questioning the integrity of these guys it, good that's something about time. oh yeah he he called him out and said i'm surprised he's allowed to do that but uh, on that stupid yeah channel, yeah exactly but, but uh no he was pretty adamant about that and in, in saying you know uh, he may have even mentioned the the head referee or the line judge who I was making those bad calls in a Browns game and said, well, he should be investigated. His wife, his brother, his, his sister, and his – No doubt. I mean, because those calls didn't make any sense. No, and, they and didn't, just, and they benefited the Browns. It benefited me that day, but they were outrageous. And that's where, you know, you'll find a lot of people who can't be objective, but – I'll straight up tell you, most of the guys in our group will say, well, I shouldn't say that because some of them are nuts, but uh, to most of our the sane people that we know will be like, okay, I got a break there. That was a terrible call. Like, it's okay yes. you can say that. Yes. Like, that's what happened in that Browns game. And there was, we're going to talk a little bit when we get into college. I, I, college football appalled me on Saturday. I, I, I wasn't inebriated, so I, did, so I paid a little bit more attention on, than was my mistake. I only know of one thing, and you're probably going to touch on it and, yeah, and call it. Just, it was ridiculous. College football out of control, NFL out of control. These guys have no accountability. Nope. They continue to get away with it. They're the only profession on the earth other than weathermen that you perform at such a poor level and you do not get fired. And uh, people are right for questioning integrity. I've said that for years, and I think it is time to – for these these uh, leagues, various leagues, NCA, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's not even a, really a league. I don't even know what it is. It's like a, um, it's almost like a, a crime syndicate in the NCAA. Yes. They just yeah. choose their own rules and knock off who they want to knock off. And but you know, professional leagues, if you want to get all the benefits that that betting is giving to you, the exposure, the television ratings, all so forth, 
Um, you need to have integrity, and you need to be sure that the people that are wearing your patch on their jerseys as they referee a game is you know are held accountable, held to the same standards as the fucking players. Yes. I mean, the players you're getting scolded for it, and they um, shouldn't be doing it either. Yeah. I mean, they're but the, you can't just say, well, the players, you know, they can't bet, they can't have this, they can't have ties to it, you know, and then everybody questions the players' integrity. Oh, he must have had money on the game. The the more likely culprit is the guy making like one hundredth of what that pro player is making. Who is more likely to take a payoff? Yep. A guy who makes fifty thousand dollars a year or a guy who makes fifteen million? Uh probably the guy that makes fifty thousand. So that mm-hmm. that never made sense to me. And I hate it when people say that, not just because I work in it. It makes me mad when people say Vegas fixed games, that pisses me off. It's just not fucking true. And it makes me mad about when they talk about pro players fixing games. Because you know as well as I do, Chris, out of those NFL guys, if they have 55 dudes dressed on a Sunday, 45 of them are set for their lives. Like, they, yeah, you know, maybe 10 dudes of marginal contracts, practice squad call-up type guys that may not even have an impact on the game anyway. So it would be silly for a guy to jeopardize millions to win a couple thousand in a betting. We're, you're not going to be able to get down $50 million on a side. People don't get that part either. It's just silly. Well, and you talk about the accountability, Matt. So uh, regard, well, we'll stay focused on football. Uh, so when, when a coach makes a – and we've seen it several times. When a coach makes a horrible decision, costs team games, uh, players doing stupid things that cost their team games – Right. They, they have to, you know, I mean, some of them, well, most of them, all, I don't know if they're required, but they got to they got to face the music. Correct. They got to they got to they got to go up there and sit in front of the press yes. and, and, and answer tough questions. Yep. And yet a guy that's just throwing random flags and making up these uh, penalties along the way, they, they skate. No, nobody. I mean, why can't they be put in front of the media and say, uh, why? In the, what did you see here that everybody else? So what did you see? And ask them why they make these calls. And, and, and again, that is probably one of the main reasons why you and I have soured so much yeah, on yeah, football, that, especially the NFL. That's number one. I, I just I don't find I find that somebody else other than the actual guys playing the game impact the outcomes. And I don't like that. And I don't think it's right. And, it, and, and one game can be different than the next. It could be the exact same play, mm-hmm. exact same situation. And you got a different interpretation. And to me, that that just that doesn't sit well with me, and that's not the, the sign of a good product. Quality control is very important. We talk about it a ton on our various shows, our Pine Room Studio shows. Uh, from, you know, food is a common example, or just service industry. You want the same thing. The, the best products are the ones that are the same every time. And that's that's not the case with these with these leagues. And I get it. There's variable outcomes that are going to be different and things like that. I understand. But different interpretations, different rules, different crews who just decide. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw more personal foul flags than this other crew. That's just not okay. Like I, and it's not even okay in, in baseball to me that that the umpire strike zones are all different. I think that's well, bullshit too. Yes, it is. But in the NFL, do you think it would really make a difference? Uh, if these guys were full time, I don't. I mean, no, maybe a little no. bit. But these guys know they know the game. They know no. the rules. No, no, so, no. But I hear so many. I heard a guy that's saying just, that the that's other a cop out excuse. Is what that they is. They said, "Oh well, they, you know, these guys need to be full time." And what the fuck they're going to do between Monday and Saturday? 
Exactly. Because they're, they're not working on their craft. They're going to be out golfing yes. and doing whatever else they want to do, which they probably do already. I, I don't find that. Like, what, what's going to make them bet? I, I, don't, I don't understand that. You're telling me that's going to solve all the problems? I'd be stunned if, that, if, any, if, the, in, if the quality improved at all. If that uh, you know, that's and, that's just a dumb, and, and, dumb and, and thought. Especially you know for these just bogus calls that cost teams games. Yes, I mean, I, do, and no do ramifications. The, no, do these guys ever? Do, do they get suspended? No, or even if they do, it's it's hush hush. Oh, it's hush hush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and so is out this week from the changed out of the crew. You never hear that. Yes. And I think the TV networks. I I think in my mind they need to the executives need to go to the league and say. You need to be more transparent with this stuff. You need to put these guys in front of a media panel, even if they have to go on with our our network people where they're kind of protected from the regular media. They need to be on there. In a controversial ending, they should be in the press room after the teams or before, actually. Mm-hmm. And you should always have that. That that should be right there, available for people to question. And it should be like that all the time. There's just yeah. no reason not to have it. If you're the networks, you're paying a ton of money for this stuff. And the other problem that we have now, too, is injuries. These teams hide an injury stuff. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. Then yeah. again, talk about lack of integrity, lack of transparency, flat-out lying to people to try to get people off your tracks like okay we're gonna fool them this week we're not gonna tell them that our starting quarterbacks don't plan i hate it it's through all through the college ranks you're seeing it you're seeing it through the pro sports Mm -hmm. no one wants to you know disclose what the injury actually is how long a person's going to be out it's ridiculous and here again though they got the handout for the money that's coming from all the people that are betting subscribing Mm -hmm. to all these shitty tv services that they're forced to buy now and it's it's just criminal and but our dumb people continue to watch i I barely I have less football on probably in my house than any other sport. I just don't watch. I don't like it. Like even if I do have it on, the commentators are muted and it's just strictly yeah. following following it. And then if if I really want to watch a game, I I'll, I may DVR and, and fast forward through some of the stuff to see some some things just so, you know, I'm I'm educated enough on what happened, but uh, oh, right. I don't, I don't yeah. waste my time yeah. with it. Yeah. It's it, just it's, it's it's awful. Ninety eight percent of the games that I've watched this year in in football, of both pro and college, have been absolutely horrible. Whether the teams suck, the coaches suck, the officials suck, or all three in the same game, that's all. That's well, all. Happened. And I think too, they they have to do something about some some of these rules and, and just just eliminate. I mean, there are so many uh, rules, and and obviously, if I can pray, like eighty percent of them. Uh, benefit the offense, but I mean, just there, and we say it over and over and over again. Every time something good happens to your team, whether they make a great defensive player score, hold your breath. Yeah, and then and then you see the the yellow flag come out, and then it it is it is so frustrating. And I and I can see why, uh, and I'm, people that just get tired of it. But I, mean, I don't know how. I don't know. Maybe we're just impatient people. I don't know. I don't know what that says about us. But these people flock to these games they go to the games oh, and they yeah. pay all this money oh. and i mean the product re- return on investment is just horrible um but anyway i mean good for them but i i mean i wouldn't do it i you couldn't pay me to go to an nfl game i really don't think you could i no, I, you, I, you'd almost have to have i mean have to be carpet, a lot of money red carpet rolled out for you i mean and, you, if you pay me like five thousand dollars to 
go to the Steeler game, drive up there, fight. I mean, that that might be the, the low amount. Like that's the least amount that I would actually go for. Right. Uh, yeah. it, it's just not worth it. Well, it's, and and this really wasn't a referee's fault, but just the rules in general. Like like uh, the Rams Steeler game, they weren't they couldn't challenge ridiculous, that ridiculous because they were out of timeouts. Ridiculous. And I think you made a point that Sunday. Like, well, what if they really had to use? You know, they obviously they were yeah. out of timeouts, but. Oh well, sorry. We even though we fucked it up, you can't challenge it because you don't have a timeout. That, that is not. That, that's not okay. There, there's got to be a caveat that they build in. How can these people be so short-minded and just or narrow-minded, whatever you want to call it, short-sighted? They, how can they be leaders, executives? Mm. Roger Goodell is worth so much money yeah, beyond sick. what he ever should be. He is a He's the, the perfect shirt ever, maybe the best shirt ever made is him with the clown face. It, it's an exact depiction of what he is. Well, he's basically a puppet to he the owners, is right? A, yeah, but in, in, in a lot of times these owners have egos and they want mm-hmm. dumb people in charge because they, they'll never want to feel like that there's a guy that's smarter than them. Well, they don't have to worry because as dumb as some of they, them are, they've all made billions. Uh, Roger Goodell has been handed hundreds of millions yes. for doing very, very little and a very poor job at what he has done. How you cannot have built in there an extreme circumstance where a team is out of timeouts, why wouldn't you just say, okay, if you don't get this challenge, it's a 15-yard penalty or a loss of down? Mm-hmm. Like, what, just there, that's a simple solution. Like what? Why? Why? What if? What if you had teams that really, truly needed these timeouts? You're trying to win games. The timeout's supposed to be a resource for the coach. Yes. It's not supposed to just be for challenges. Mm-hmm. And that's a poor job. So you should either give the teams a fourth timeout, which I'm against because I hate them. I think you should get one timeout a half. I don't Absolutely. think you should get three. And I say it in basketball too. You should get one timeout a half. That's all. Yep. But, I, I, but I know they'll never do that because it's TV, and that's all they want is commercials, commercials, commercials. But you have an opportunity to do a review, which would help the TV. So if I'm the TV networks, I'm I'm fighting for that. It's like okay, we're gonna we're gonna have another review. This guy's out of timeouts, but he, he's gonna be facing a 15 yard penalty if he doesn't get this challenge right. Okay, we're gonna go to another commercial. We'll be back and tell you what happened. Like so, that that's perfect for them too. But it's inexcusable for a game to be decided right there because you're not letting what happened on the field. It was blatantly miscall. It was a horrible spot. It was, and you just and, and then again, I don't understand the the. the so it's got to be under two minutes, meaning one fifty nine. So one second difference because that that play that went down to the two minute warning at that at that yes, juncture. It did. But it wasn't under two minutes, so it couldn't be an automatic review again. That's that's a flawed system. That is a flawed, flawed system. Why would it make a difference if the biggest play in NFL history, not that that was this, but if that happened with 201 left in the game, it couldn't be reviewed. But at 159, it could be. That Think <laughs> yeah. about that. It, it, that makes it's, it's no sense. No, it, it makes no sense. If the immaculate reception happened and they, and they had it back in review and the Steelers had no timeouts, and, and and they called an incomplete or vice or the other who who are they playing the Raiders Raider, yeah. yeah so the Raiders had no timeouts they couldn't challenge it but the ball could have been in, in all the shots we had it was laying on the ground which it was but uh, it, it it couldn't be reviewed but two seconds later it could have been reviewed it could have changed history they got a fucking statue of it in the Pittsburgh airport everything's different if that if that happens well, two seconds difference yes and then, silly and talking about all the these these penalties I mean. Do you think, and I don't know what goes on in, in Goodell's office and all his deputies and all his other 
uh, you know, big shots, uh, you know, in his organization. But God, if you, if that's you and I, and we got, I mean, maybe these guys are just told to shut up. But if, if you just said, "Hey, hey, Mister Godell, we got this is this is becoming unwatchable." There's fucking multiple stupid yeah. penalties. I mean, he's gonna say but we, the stats don't lie. That's what he's gonna say, and he wouldn't be as wrong. As far as what TV ratings, well, just the revenue that the league generates. I mean, he's he's got. I mean, he has that. I mean, that's that's why I think he has a false premonition that the things are good. Uh, so yeah, but oh, even it, believe it or not, the other day I, I think twice because uh, we've had we have had uh, different functions going on, uh, like on a Saturday and even uh, this past Sunday. Yeah. Boy, Mark of all guys said, "Boy, I really I didn't miss football at no, all today." No. He he loves the college though, which yeah. is just as bad, but uh, maybe not you know to the level as as far as the entitlement of the NFL. But uh, yeah, it's it's a problem, but I know that's it what is. he would fall back on and say, "Well, the numbers say." We're king of the world, so. Well, I I hope those numbers dip. I do too. I do too. But uh, I don't know what other sports are pushing to take some of the market share. Yeah. Unfortunately, this soccer that's on right now isn't visible enough in our country, which is sad. But anyway, uh, moving on. Another tough week for us, BLS wise. We were down eleven units again. A little better than last week. Uh, we had some decent performances in some things but not not overall not very good sam two and three in nascar one and three in f1 coach two three and one in college football one and two in pro he was down about two and a half units on the week his best bets were one and one chris you were three and five in college two four and one in nfl minus 490 on the week but you were two and on your best bets so if people just did those they were they were all right i was seven and six in college football four two and one in the nfl uh, about Two plus two twenty mm-hmm. football wise for me minus one seventy overall NASCAR was awful F one I was terrible <laughs> uh, Premier League one one and one and NHL I gave out two sweet losers on mm-hmm. Friday uh, best bets now in a year six and four for me four and four for Coach three four and one for Chris um, so we'll continue to march on hopefully uh, if you found something in there that was good for you 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 picked and choose something that was a winner but. Uh, one thing that was a winner last night, the Diamondbacks, if you had them, wow. wow, great performance. They come out to Philadelphia, win two games, games six and seven on the road, which no one gave them a chance. Uh, Arizona now plus 170 uh, against the uh, Rangers, who are, I, I think I got that wrong. I think it's our plus 140, and the Rangers are minus 170. But anyway, series price, pretty close. Rangers a small favorite. Exact matchup, if you had this back preseason 1750 to one which means a buck you're winning over 1700 dollars uh which is just nasty but uh if you had that exact outcome (laughs) you could actually have the exact outcome for the series uh to to win the series arizona over texas and on october 2nd paid 450 to one and also on october 2nd texas over arizona plate paid 350 to one so if you would have put five dollars on each of those outcomes you're a guaranteed big time winner right there so uh, but hey, that's my advice on that is if you have a gut feeling about teams, whatever, uh, take a shot. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Throw a few dollars on one of these yeah. crazy outcomes. I mean, it, you just wouldn't even have thought that either one of these teams, both of these teams had walls during the season where they were terrible. And then they had parts where they were really good. Arizona was kind of, uh, limping along and then, it looked like the Cubs were going to get in over them, and then the Cubs fell apart. So Arizona may not even be here if it wasn't for the Cubs' collapse. Uh, Arizona yeah, they only won 84 games. Yes. Ar- yeah. Arizona 181 on April 1st to, 
to win the World Series, if you can imagine that. So, And this was an interesting stat I saw this morning. Since 1981, whatever team has eliminated the Milwaukee Brewers has gone on to make the World Series. That's nuts. Anytime the Brewers have been in the playoffs, a team that beat them made the World Series since 1981. How the hell do you – that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Hard to imagine. Well, I so guess then you hope you play the Brewers. The Milwaukee's right? the key to everything. So. Hey, real quick, I have one more baseball note. Yeah, and I, please. And, and um, I saw your favorite manager took a new job. I don't Ball I, Melvin I, to the on two Giants. levels. I don't understand why is he still managing. I don't understand. <laughs> he's not good. He's not good. Uh, he's terrible. And and he just he, he was awful with the Padres. What, yeah. What's going to make it better with the Giants who have far less talented team? Anyway, I, I I'm ashamed. I'm I'm saddened by that. I'm saddened by it because the Giants are a team that for whatever reason I don't know what it is. I really like the city of San Francisco as far as its geography. Now, right. its social behavior is absurd, and that's probably why I'll never end up going there. But right. um, I love its layout. I love its weather. I love everything about it. I love watching baseball games at that ballpark on, in the afternoon. Something about it. If the Giants are on at home on an afternoon game, yeah. chances are I have that on my television. Don't ask me why. It's just something I feel like something about it soothes me. And now i got to deal with this idiot managing them. So, um Always kind of had a soft spot for the Giants, but now this buffoon ball, Melvin. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I didn't get that. I heard I that yesterday. It. I he don't understand. Breaking news. Why? But... Why do they want him? They were going to hire a girl, I thought, last week, which, hey, give her a chance. She can't be much worse than some of these other retread, rehash garbage yeah, managers they, they have out there. But I, I would agree with you on that. I'll, we'll try anything once. Um, Chris, let's talk a little about the series. In, uh, like I said, Texas minus 170, Arizona plus 145. Um Anything you like in this series? Any anything stand I, out to you? I, I just uh, that kid. Uh, what the hell is his name? They just went off the past two games for Texas. That uh, had to. Oh, Garcia, yeah. the the big guy that's just, the guy that fires his bat down when he's yeah. Hits. I mean, yeah, well, I mean he's well, well, he's a power hitter. He's good. He's fun to watch. I I, I would I think Texas is. Uh, they're going to win this. They're due. They've, they've never won it, correct? No, they haven't. And, nope. and they so, haven't. I, I and, and they have home field too. They do have correct. home field. Okay. Yeah. So, I I tell I, you, I, I think the thing goes at least six games though, and I I would not discredit Arizona. I think no. The only thing that worries me a little bit, I would probably bet Texas in game one. I probably will. Series starts Friday. If you're not aware, um, I probably lean Texas in game one. I think Arizona has probably got a big sigh of relief right now. They, they've been traveling a lot. Um, I think maybe you can take advantage of them in in in, uh, in the first game. Zach Gallon's all been great on the road, so I think he'll probably start. And I think maybe I'd lean Texas. So I thought maybe if Texas Texas to win game one, Arizona to win the series, that offering's out there at plus 550. Uh, I'm probably going to bet that. A couple other things that interest me, too, is uh, series total runs under 56.5. Uh, it's about eight runs a game. I think this will be pretty low scoring. I thought both bullpens, especially Arizona's, yeah, yes, was, was pretty pretty good. Their guys seem to be real settled in or very confident. Um, so I think that could be that could be a factor. So I kind of like that under the fifty six and a half runs. Uh, I thought MVP is always something that I'm interested in during this. Uh, last year, um, I was fortunate enough to have Jeremy Pena. And I bet him three or four different times because I thought his defense was so good. And if he, and at that time he was hitting, he did not hit nearly as well this year. Mm -hmm. But uh, his hitting was really – he was really in sync. He was getting on base every game. And his defense was just so good. I thought, man, maybe he's got a chance. And sure enough, it came through. It's not going to always happen. Obviously, it's going to be tough. Garcia, as Chris mentioned, Corey Seager, they're going to be kind of the favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, Corbin Carroll's going to get a lot of looks. 
uh, for Arizona. But I thought a few guys that were interesting: uh, Josh Chung at twenty to one for Texas, uh, Evan Carter at twenty to one for Texas. I thought both were worth it. They've both had very good postseasons. If you look up near the league leaders in uh, hits and RBIs, on base percentage, slugging percentage, all that stuff. And then for Arizona, I thought Alec Thomas was was interesting. Moreno, the catcher, who is at twenty to one. Thomas at thirty five to one, and Tommy Pham interests me a tad because Tommy Pham for whatever reason Tommy Pham has uh something that a lot of guys don't have he has this clutch gene in him it's weird he hasn't got to really show it on a big stage but he's got a lot of big hits and he's done a lot of things in big games as far as whether it was wild card games or you know lesser seen games but and he had he actually had a game uh in in the uh in the NLCS that he had a, a home run. It was a huge home run, which was in a game that the Diamondbacks really needed. They were, they were, if you know, if they go down three, they're finished. So right. he had a big one there. So I, I thought he was interesting at 30 to one for MVP, but I, I can see it's going to be tough to dethrone one of those, you know, those big guns. Cause Seager's incredible. Garcia's incredible. Uh, Carroll was amazing. Uh, Marte, who was the MVP of the NLCS. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. And you know, that guy's, been good for several years. He's not just getting good. It's just he was the only player they had. Nobody knew about him. Now he's got other guys in the lineup. It's amazing how he's flourished. It's good to see. I thought he was worth a look maybe at most hits in the series. He's at 9-1 to one for that. So I thought that was that was kind of worth a peek too. So those are some of the things I'm focusing in on. I do think this thing goes at least six games. So I thought if you like Texas, I'd say Texas in six plus 390. Texas in seven plus $4. Arizona in six plus 650. Or in Arizona and sevens plus six dollars, so you can get decent returns on those. Chris, you think it goes uh, five, six, no, games, I, it's seven? No, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'd say it at least it go, go six. Yeah. And, and TV ratings thing, probably will suck though. Well, you know what? Sadly, we don't care. No, I don't. Know I mean, shit. and you know that that's always a constant theme when you're talking about uh, championship games. You know, the networks don't want this or that. We don't want this team because, but right. I, I don't give a shit. I just want to be entertained. I don't care. It's baseball. And uh, and you touched on it earlier. I, I was very impressed with with Arizona's bullpen, what they did. Yeah, those yeah. two games in Philadelphia, and, and I was sitting there last night, and I'm like, my God, this is the loudest fucking crowd. Maybe not that, yeah. but it was pretty just, close. And those guys come in, in out from the in from the bullpen, and you know, guy got to face so and so, and he's got two guys on, and, and you got yep. fifty thousand going nuts. It, it, they really, really, really stepped up, and that, that they did. Was, that was definitely awesome. This is awesome, a, and they're starting big, pitching. Yeah, they're starting pitching. It, it started to turn when they went back home. When Fate threw his first good game, his last yes. Thursday, we were at Abby's. Yes, threw a great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kept them right in it. They almost lost. They ended up winning the game two to one, which gave them a little bit of life. And then I thought the Phillies were really tight coming back yep. home. I thought those guys. We talked about it on the radio this week. They looked. They looked. Something was missing. Trey Turner was back to the, to what he was like in April when he couldn't buy a hit. It was these guys were in their own heads. So I don't know if they thought it was just going to be easy or what. But, oh yeah, because I think that was, I'm not sure when, but he came up with guys on base and flew yeah. out, and then I think uh, Harper did the same yes. thing. They they you could see it. You could see it yep. on those because we were talking yesterday on on uh, the Watchdog about when when the. Visiting team has no pressure on them. They're they're expected to lose, mm-hmm. and they come in there and they and they play close game six, and then they end up winning. All the pressure in the world was on Philadelphia. Every person there, they had all those fans, and those people turn on them so fast. <laughs> yes. They're game six. Well, they were pouring out of there before the game was yeah. even over. It was it, but it, 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 I was in 
enjoying it actually because uh, it was nice to see those stupid well, idiots have to shut up. Yes, and and I and it's amazing. And if Coach were here, he he could probably even speak to it better than we could. What it's like. So if you have one of these top guys from the Phillies or any, any team come up and you're in a huge situation, if you got the lead with and you're batting with two guys on, boy, what a difference. When you're down by a run or oh. two, and you got and you got to deliver. It's a, it, and the same thing with the pit with the yes. pitching too. It's just having that little bit of like they got that insurance run last yes. night, like that. Exactly. That stuff just is like a huge sigh of relief. But yes. yeah, uh, kudos to the Arizona guys yep. for coming in and doing Absolutely. that. Merrill Kelly pitched really good in Game Six, and then Fate again uh, stepping it up big time. That guy's going to be tough, I think, down yes, the road. He He's already got incredibly good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Diamondbacks have a chance. I think it should be a good series, and uh, we'll look forward to yes. watching it starting on Friday night. All right, shifting over to college football. And uh, I got to say, when I looked at the card this week, is that your phone or mine? Yes. Okay. Looking at the card this week, I, I was not real impressed, and I, I could not find a whole lot of games that I really liked at all. So, Chris, if you don't have feels on these games, f please feel free to uh, – Hit the, okay. hit the skip yeah. button, All right. All right. and we will gladly move along because I, I did not have a whole lot of opinions. I, I Normally, I'll look down the card, and I'll have like five to six games where I'm like, oh, I have a really strong opinion on that game. And then there will be like a few, five more than I'm like, eh, I, I like this side, but I can see the other side a little bit, but I'm going to lean this side. But, man, I've struggled to find, find games that I like this week. So, uh, we'll start going through it. Coach just sent me his – Picks, I guess. Well, you didn't. So. Uh, <laughs> did you find any compelling Big Ten games? Big uh, actually, yeah. There's one game at three thirty that I thought was not compelling because it's going to be good to watch, but compelling because it's two horrible teams. So Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, all right, let's get it started here. Uh, noon kick, ACC Network, Connecticut at Boston College. Boston College minus fourteen and a half. Total fifty one and a half, Chris. Anything on there? That opened twelve. UConn's uh, lost four or five. BC's won three in a row. Uh, although UConn's played tough I, I like against UConn Utah like State and I think South Four. They hung in there. So yeah, I'm taking Jim Moore Jr. to. Yeah. to I'm going to take those points. I'm gonna that was one that I, I had a little bit of a lean on. So I'm I'll be going with the uh, the Huskies as well. Mm. Keeping it going at noon. Florida State on the road at Wake Forest. Uh, the Seminoles minus twenty. The total fifty three. Wake Forest comes in uh, off of a incredibly lucky win against Pitt, which I was happy about because I had him. I gave him out last week as one of my winners. Uh, Demon Deacons have won three in a row in the series. Florida State uh, pulled away from Duke late. I, I think Florida State's good, but I really don't think they're that good. I, Same I think here, they're very man. beatable, yeah. and I'm hoping Miami's a team that can beat them, but I don't. I don't know. Um, is this is this a spot where Wake Forest can battle them at all? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm taking the Deacons. I mean, okay. it's Florida State's first uh, road game since a win at Clemson is on September 23rd, and you know they were fortunate to win that game. To be honest, yes. With you. So, you uh, so I'm going with Wake. Okay, uh, I'd lean Wake too. If I can get to 21, if it gets up to 21, I'll be very happy. Uh, all right, keeping it going. Noon kick. FS1 first ever meeting Mountaineers at the UCF Knights. It'll be the Knights minus seven, total fifty nine and a half. These two teams, I don't know what to make of them. Uh, Central Florida battled hard last week. They bounced back because they had been in a rut. They played Oklahoma very tough, had a chance to win the game. West Virginia, I mean, Champ could have run through the holes that yes, Oklahoma State yeah, was opening exactly. up. Uh, Chris, you were there. That was yeah. a terrible defensive performance in a game where their their offense did enough to win, yes. but the defense did nothing. 
How do the Mountaineers bounce back? Do they have any chance here? Um, I don't think they do. I would say so. I don't think they do. They give up a ton of points, a ton of yards and uh in on the road. Uh I'm so I'm taking uh UCF Knights. Yeah. Uh whether it's uh given seven. Yeah, I would lean that way as well. All right, one game I do have an opinion on. Oklahoma Sooners at the Kansas Jayhawks, Oklahoma minus ten, total sixty five and a half. I, I've been on Oklahoma quite a bit this year. I think that they're a pretty good team. They, now they've, they've been fortunate in a couple games, but I still think they're on the way back up. I'm not saying they're elite by any means, but I like the fact that Venables at least tries to play defense, which is something that Lincoln Riley would never have done. So tells me that they're trending in the right direction. However, in this game, I think Kansas is dangerous here. I think they have a chance to win this game. Oklahoma has been very fortunate. They could have lost to Texas. They could have lost last week at home to UCF. Were they looking ahead to Kansas? I don't know who looks ahead to Kansas, right. although more so now than ever. But I like Coach and Nick's Jayhawks here catching the 10, Chris. What do you say? I'm going opposite. Okay. I, I, uh, Oklahoma's seeking their uh, 19th straight win against Kansas in this series. <laughs> uh, nine and a half. I, I, they're, they're rolling right now, so I'm going to take the Sooners. Yeah, I mean, I, I expect yeah. them to win the game. I think that, that it's going to be a little tighter, though, but we'll see. Yeah. I have the Oklahoma Sooners to win the, uh, the Big 12, so hopefully they uh, – they do win the game. Uh, next game, Big Ten, Indiana Hoosiers at the Penn State Nittany Lions. It'll be the Nittany Lions minus 32, 45 and a half the total. Um, well, you know, Penn State's back to being able to just beat the shit out of somebody. So I would expect them to absolutely murder Indiana here. I think Franklin will try to cover the spread. The only spread that he hasn't covered this year, ironically, it was last week when they pissed themselves uh, in the horseshoe mm-hmm. against Ohio State, like they always do. So yep. same uh, way they right. they had a really bad call go against them, which I'm going to talk about in a few minutes um, about some bad beats of the weekend. But a, a, just a dreadful call against them that that did probably change the game. But they were not anywhere near as good as Ohio State. Ohio State wasn't even very good, but mm-hmm. Ohio State was a better team, no question about it. That call I think impacted the game a lot. But Penn State sucked. They deserved to lose, but I think they. Uh, They'll roll it up on Indiana here because they're a fucking bully, so they'll probably yeah. cover. Yeah, and Indiana is one of the worst teams in yes. all college football, so I, I, I'm taking the Lions giving those points. Okay. Uh, Penn State's won 20 out of the last 22 in this series. Yeah. So, Oh, boy. Uh, Maryland on the road at Northwestern. It'll be 13-and-a-half. The Terps are laying on the road, 48-and-a-half the total. Don't really have an opinion here. Maryland's tricked me a few times. Every time I think they're going to blow somebody out, they struggle. Uh, they seem to not want to get up for some of these lesser opponents. Yeah, and, and Matt, I'm surprised. When we were talking at the beginning of the year, I'm surprised that Northwestern even has three wins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. we, I, I, I don't think I – Well, I think I losing the coach right yeah, before. Yeah, so we saw that controversy. So, But I, I still take – you know, Maryland, uh, they're coming off a bye, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them. Yeah, uh, Given I mean, the points, they're, the, then, they're the much better team, yeah. but we shall see. All right, Houston, Dana Holgerson on the road at the Kansas State Wildcats. Wildcats minus 17.5, the total 60. Houston got shafted badly last week. Uh, some bad, A bad spot in the game cost them a chance to win. Um, to me, I was on Texas. They were actually my best bet. I thought they were going to murder. They were up 21 to nothing, right. cruising along, and then they just stopped playing. And I'll give Holgerson credit. He got his team pissed off, and they got re-rallied. And when it was 21-7 to and they were driving again and I ended up throwing a few dollars on them to win the game because when I was watching it, I was like, geez, Houston is outplaying them. I don't know if Texas can get this back. Then their quarterback gets hurt, and I was like, shit, I like my chances here. But just couldn't make enough plays late. I don't think Texas is anywhere near as good as a lot of people do. 
Uh, very vulnerable. Houston battled hard. Uh, I don't know what they got here for K-State. K-State looked good last week, Chris. Yeah, and uh, K-State, I think they have one of the top uh, rushing offenses in, in, in the country, and they've scored uh, second most points in the Big 12, whereas Houston has given up the most points in mm. the Big 12. So uh, I'm I'm going to take K-State to, to put a whipping on Dana. Yeah, I think Dana's team could come back to life. Mm. They, they fought hard last week. They won on the Hail Mary the week before, so maybe the emotions – that emotional roller coaster has them worn out. Going to the SEC now, still the noon kicks, the noon hour. South Carolina Gamecocks at the Texas A&M Aggies, 14.5. The Aggies are favored at home. The total, 54. Um, man, South Carolina's disappointed me all year. I can't they play are, them anymore. Yeah. Can't yeah. play them anymore. Uh, I'd lean to the under in this game. That's where I would probably lean to. You know, that's where I'm probably going to bet because South Carolina was terrible on offense again last week. Texas a and is always terrible on offense. 54 seems a little high to me, Chris. What yeah, do you say? And, and both teams that have been major disappointments. But I'm glad because I, I hate Jimbo yeah. Fisher, so they're four and three. <laughs> Carolina, Carolina, South Carolina's lost four out of five. Yes. They're giving up 39 points in their last three games. But, again, Texas A&M doesn't score. Nope. I don't think uh, that, that uh, A&M's uh, – they're, they're not going to cover this game. I, th- I think Carolina will keep it close. Okay. Well, I hope so. so. All right. ACC time, 2 o'clock kick. It's the Clemson Tigers at the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Tigers, minus 10 on the road, total 44. I think NC State sucks. I think Clemson's terrible. The Dabo Sweeney's like, I don't know, something about it, the way he coaches is like, uh, it's it's like old and it's stale and it's not working. So, uh I don't really have a, a, a thought I, maybe under. But. I took Clemson only because uh, Dabo's uh, tied for the all-time wins lead with mm-hmm. uh, Frank Howard, uh, whoever the hell that guy is yeah. or was. Don't I'm remember sure, him. I'm sure he's dead. Uh, <laughs> he probably hopes he is dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, and I don't know enough about North Carolina State. I mean, t- both teams are 4-3, and three, but I'm going to take Clemson Tigers. Yeah, I lean that way, too. Uh, All right, back to the Big Ten. This is a big game here. Michigan State at Minnesota. Minnesota minus seven, the total 40. Michigan State's won five out of the last six in the series. And believe it or not, this was one of the plays that I had a strong feeling on. I like Michigan State here. I know that's ridiculous to say. It doesn't make any sense. This spread, to me, should have been higher. So it wasn't. So it tells me that some guys are making numbers. They're like, eh, maybe this is a little bit closer than people realize. I think people will bet Minnesota. Minnesota should not have won last week. They uh, got very lucky against Iowa. They had a, a, yeah. a bogus call at the end that went their way on a fair catch, which was just absurd. And, and if anybody who watched it or coached football or did anything ever has seen that, they would know that wasn't a fair catch call And uh, by the uh, Iowa kid. Just absolutely criminal. It was. And they should have blown the play dead if it was fucking dead. That's what I didn't understand. They let the guy pick the ball up, run around, and it wasn't like he just took it and ran 30 yards. He went left. He went right. He went center. He went all the way around no, the he field. Went, he went like 100 yards. Yes. And goes 60. All sideways yeah, and weaving. Like, yeah. if, the, if the play was dead when they said illegal touching, why didn't they blow it dead? Yeah. Why? why? What did it... Why did seven bozos have to get together after and figure it out? After well, did replay? anybody throw a flag? Because I, I, I think I heard it on Sunday after I might have been coming. I from never the saw pick, anything. Pickleball tournament, and they were talking. They were referencing this this blown call in the Iowa game. It so I didn't. Bad. I don't think I got to see it till Monday, and, yeah. and I, I was. I, I, I just couldn't believe what I was. And the seeing. guy made a great play. Like he it did. was a. 
And then the place was going nuts, and Iowa was so bad on offense. Like, they had two yards of offense in the second half. Two yards! And they still should have won the game. Yeah. And, I mean, Minnesota's no better. I mean, that was a 12-10 final. Like, so... So what it, was the ruling then? What they, they said say? that Did, he called a fair catch, which in the rule book says signaling above your shoulder. He never had. He, I saw he was waving thing. his teammates away if the ball was bouncing because right. the punt was terrible. And then no one from the defense, which could have stopped the play by picking the ball up. They didn't. They let it bounce around. Nobody yep. blew a whistle. Nobody threw a flag. He picked it up. Still nobody blew a whistle. He runs and he returns it. I'd kick. love to hear what those seven fucking idiots g- gathered together and what did no, they say? I, I think the Big Ten tried to come out and say, like, well, you're not allowed to do – apparently you're not allowed to do this. I don't know what that even means, like rolling your – I don't know. They just make this stuff up they to do. cover these guys' they, asses. Yep, they do. They're, the bottom line is they missed the call. They missed the they call. It should have just stood as it was. Nobody did anything wrong. Minnesota sure didn't think there was anything illegal about it. They didn't even argue about it. They were they were no right. one from Minnesota yeah. even knew there was anything wrong. And and I, I you're one thousand percent right when you did what you said just a minute ago. If one of those fucking dickhead officials knows that this play is illegal. You come running in exactly. like this. Like your tough your guy, arms, puffing your chest right, out. Look at me. I'm the no. big badass. No, no. They didn't do it. So that tells me they, but, they, but, they knew it wasn't. But, but, after, but here's the thing, though. If, if nobody threw a flag and then the play happens, yeah. so is somebody get in a guy's ear and say, hey, you better It's got to be something wrong. Like, like if no, none of those guys, and they probably, I say, I don't, I don't the, know how this to all me, works. To we'll me, never... that makes me think that the fucking crew bet Minnesota in exactly. the game. Exactly. Like, it really does. Exactly. And I, I don't like to think like that all the time. But to me, there was no reason for this to have happened. No. So the only potential reason is foul play. And, and I think that that should have been looked at. That should have been looked at. Because 100%. I, yep. it is like all of a sudden, oh boy, uh, we better make something up here. We're in trouble. Uh, oh boy, what can we come up with? And then someone whispers something, and oh, let's go with that. It's it's really it's it's desperate, and it just I don't know. It yeah. just yeah, it just seems like all right. Let's put our heads together real quick. Let's come up with the best the best thing we can come up with. What 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 do you think they'll buy? What what can we come up with the to, to fool oh, these and they, and they just, know they, they're protected. Exactly. They have complete that, and total autonomy. They can right. do whatever they want. Yep. They can ruin guys' lives. They can cost people their Plus, jobs. Yep. It doesn't matter they to them. Care. And they'll Those just jobs go are safe. You know, laughing, smiling, having beers afterwards. Yep. It's cocky sons of bitches. Ugh. Totally agree. Sickening. Sickening, sickening. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, anyway, back to that game. I did like Michigan State plus the seven. Uh, just did, because. Did, did, did. I I I just went with under man. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a really yeah, good bet I mean, in that game, that, Chris. That's probably a really really good bet. Uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, the big upset wow. specials of last week as they take out North Carolina on the road, visiting now the Miami Hurricanes. Canes minus nineteen at home, total forty seven and a half. Miami with a nice win over Clemson, who's not very good. Virginia with a big win on the road against North Carolina, who I don't think is very good either. Um, I don't think the ACC is very good. Period, but. I don't really have an opinion in this game. Maybe lean towards Miami. They're not going to get caught overlooking Virginia now that North Carolina lost to them. What well, you you, you wouldn't think. I mean, uh, both teams, yeah, they're coming off feel-good wins, and especially, well, both teams because uh, they've been in a funk. Uh, but, I mean, Miami's definitely the more talented team. So, yeah. I, I, I'm going to uh, – although <laughs> – I, I I have Virginia circled getting 18. Yeah. That might be a little mm-hmm. bit too much. So It's uh, very possible. That, that's a, a wild-ass guess, Matt. Yeah, I would agree. 
Duke at Louisville, our next game, 330 kick. Louisville minus four, total 46. Uh, I like the Cardinals here. Duke's a little beat up. They've had, they've had a tough stretch here. Uh, Louisville's well-rested. They're yes, coming they off are. the bye week, so I will go with the Cardinals at home. Uh, in a game with the teams are pretty even. Both these teams are okay. Uh, I lean Louisville at yep, home. I, uh, and with the uh, with that bye week, like you said, rest, uh, you know, maybe heal up a little bit. So I, that's uh, actually going to be my play of the week, too. Oh, to okay. Taking Louisville and Cardinals. Chris's best bet, Louisville. Louisville. All right. And then on the first page, our final game, Purdue Boilermakers at the Nebraska Cornhuskers. It'll be the Huskers minus three, total 40. Game opened at 42, down, down to 40. Boy, this game's another snooze fest. Um, I'd actually lean Purdue in the game, but I don't have a strong feel. What did you say? Uh, I don't either. Uh, uh, Purdue's lost four or five, and Nebraska's won four or five. Both teams struggle offensively. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just taking the under because, I, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it's a – what is it, two and a half as far as point spread. I'm, just, <sighs> I'm going under, Matt. All right. Uh, actually, a game that might be interesting. Three yes. thirty kick on Fox. Oregon Ducks at the Utah Utes. It'll be the Ducks minus six and a half. Total forty nine. Game open four and a half. Mm. Up to six and a half now. A lot of people on Oregon. I don't know. I don't know what to make of Utah. I, I didn't like them last week, but they played pretty good against the lowly USC. Um, yeah. Man, something tells me Oregon might win this game, but I don't know. I don't really trust them either uh, on the road. I don't know. Chris, I, I I'm, I'm taking the home team getting six and a half. Okay, uh, you know, by both teams, uh, three and one in the conference, so it should be a competitive game. Uh, but I, but I think Utah at home. Okay, we'll cover. Uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It'll be the Georgia Bulldogs at the Florida <laughs> Gators. Down. Yeah, the biggest cocktail party. Bulldogs minus fourteen, total forty-seven. I don't like Florida, but. Georgia without Brock Bowers is a little bit of a concern to me. I think I would lean Georgia in this game. I still think they'll make enough plays, maybe score on defense to cover it, but I don't want to lay any more than 14. I definitely don't want to lay 14 and a half, so I'll cautiously be taking the Bulldogs here, Chris. What do you well, say? Well, I'm going to cautiously take the Gators. Okay. I mean, coming off, uh, you, you like know, them in the week. neutral field, all right. Yeah, and riding a two-game win streak since they had lost uh, to Kentucky. So, okay. I'm I, I don't think they're going to win, but I think they'll keep it close. All righty. That tends to be the case in that rivalry game. All right, Pitt on the road at Notre Dame. It'll be the Irish minus 20 and a half, the total 44. Uh I don't know. This game opened 17 and a half. It's up to 20 and a half now. Notre Dame taking money. Pitt off of a really bad misfortune. They had a big win two yes. weeks ago. Then they their quarterback screws up kind of. But another bad call by the officials. But they called it his slide short of the first down after he got it. And that's a pretty tough way to, to turn the ball over and then lose the game when you actually have the first down and you slide, but you didn't slide correctly. And in their estimation, just ridiculous. But um, – Pitt's played them very tough they in the past. I, I don't know. I don't really have a play here, Chris. What are, what are you seeing? Uh, that's, what did I do here, Matt? I uh, Pitt. Pitt uh, I'm taking Pitt. Getting uh, is it up to twenty? Did you say? Yeah, twenty and a half. I mean, uh, it, it at Notre Dame. However, I mean, uh, Notre Dame's won. Uh, they're twenty-two and ten at home versus Pitt. But ten yeah. of the last thirteen have been by single decided by single digits. I'm going to take Pitt. I lean Pitt too. If I can get, if that thing gets up to uh, to twenty one or twenty one and a half, I'll, I'll be on the Panthers mm -hmm. heavy Narduzzi. Iowa State at the Baylor Bears. It'll be the Cyclones minus two and a half. The total forty seven. Cousin Jake scored for yes, the Bears last involved. week. Four catches. They uh, won the game at Cincinnati, which is not an easy place to play. Although Cincinnati's not very good. Uh, I don't think Iowa State's 
very good either. And I think this is a winnable game for Baylor. I'm hoping that finally they start to keep some momentum. Baylor's been so yes. up and down, and where they were down for a while, then they came up briefly, then back down again. And last week was a nice win for them. Um, I'm leaning Baylor here, but my heart will be on Baylor. So, uh, what well, are you thinking? I, uh, it's homecoming week. Yeah. So, you know That's how huge. much I like that. Uh, <laughs> fast fact, Baylor boasts the longest-running collegiate homecoming celebration, which goes back to 1909. They won four straight homecoming games, 11 of 12. Say no more. All right, that's a lock then. Say no more. That's our lock of the week. <laughs> Baylor Bears, let's yes. roll it up on homecoming. Yes. Staying in the Big 12, the BYU Cougars visiting the Texas Longhorns. Longhorns minus 17.5, total 50.5. Quinn Ewers is out for – uh, the Longhorns are going to be splitting time between multiple quarterbacks. I don't know. I think Texas is in a tough spot here. They were fortunate to have won last week. They still have playoff hopes, so I think they'll be motivated enough. But this could be tricky. BYU seems to be improving a touch. Uh, so I would lean towards yeah. taking the points, but I well, don't know. Well, uh, you know, in BYU, I think they were coming off a win against yes. uh, Texas Tech. Nice win. And I saw, you know, the, the uh, Longhorns uh, struggled with Houston, and I was unaware – of the the Ewers guy being hurt. Yes. Now, originally, I took Texas, but uh, I'm going to switch that, Matt. I'm going to I'm going to take uh, BYU. Yeah. Uh, what is that line now? Uh, seventeen and a half. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so I'm going to go with the Cougars. Cougars plus the seventeen. All right. Keeping it, or actually, we're moving back to the SEC. Mississippi State Bulldogs on the road at the Auburn Tigers. Tigers minus six and a half. Total forty three and a half. Mississippi State surprised me. I don't know how they keep winning these games. They won seven to three this week. That's I thought that a was a misprint when I when I oh yeah, I guess yeah, guess what? I had Arkansas on over in the game and it's seven three. So yeah, so typical. But uh, no, oh. Mississippi State surprised me. They're not very good at all. Auburn's not very good either. I think War Eagle probably will win this game. I don't know if they covered a six. I lean Auburn, but don't love it. What do you say? Uh, I'm I just like uh, the under. Yeah, probably a good. I don't play. know enough about. Uh, Either team, I mean, and you don't want to. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, Mississippi State four and three, Auburn three and four at home, but I, I just don't see a lot. Of yeah, points. Auburn's significantly better at home, but yes, nah, I don't know how good they are. Uh, USC on the road at the Cal Golden Bears would be the Trojans minus eleven, total sixty-seven and a half. To me, this is another game I had a pretty strong feel on. One of the few I like the Golden Bears here. I think they may even have a chance to win. I think USC's packed it in. Lincoln Riley, well. There's conflicting reports. One says that he's really sick. Another one says he's just faking sick because the teams he's lost the locker room. The players. What's wrong with him? I, they don't. No one will say. Okay. So he wasn't at practice. Apparently, Cliff Kingsbury's been running the practices for him. So I don't know. I think they got a lot of problems. I think I think uh, Caleb Williams got one foot out the door. He might have two feet out the door by the end of this weekend. Uh, sounds like things are a big problem for USC. Their players were not allowed to go to media last week after the game. So that's never a good sign. Uh, I like the Golden Bears here. I think they could be pesky, and uh, I'll take them plus the 11, Chris. What do you say? Matt, saying? I couldn't agree with you more. Everything that you just said, because I, I was thinking about that too with this Caleb Williams. Now, I didn't know that Lincoln Riley is, is supposed to have Yeah, he may ailments, not coach this week. But, but, but I think it's great. I mean, they rolled out the red carpet for this fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Gets to use yeah. the Learjet or the, oh, yeah. the school jet whenever I remember he wants Colin Coward just talking about how great he was going to be, how he's revolutionizing the program okay, again. It's yeah, like, come okay, on, yeah. So, and, and just like that, uh, that guy, I think he went to Texas for a while. Uh, Herman. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tom he, he, he was going to turn them into a yeah. perennial power. Yeah. But anyway, I, I I agree with Caleb Williams. I mean, he's already making like seven million dollars in yeah. NIL. I, I mean, yeah. and like I said, they have no, out of the playoffs. They have no chance yeah. at winning anything. Yeah. I mean, other and they than still a bowl got game. tough games. Left. Yes, they do. They 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 could probably win or lose two or three more games. Yeah. So uh, I'm the same way. I think he's checked out. Uh, he's got money. Uh, yeah. and why, why risk injury? Exactly. So, no, I'm taking Cal Bears. Yep. Cal Bears. Go Bears. I think they might win. Yes, we'll see. I, I hope they do. All right. Back to the SEC. Tennessee on the road at Kentucky. It'll be the Volunteers minus three and a half. The total, 51 and a half. Um, Tennessee, uh, both these teams are interesting to me. Kentucky, I, I got, I was on a little bit early in the year, but then I realized how soft they were and Stoops started crying about not having enough money and all yeah, that why, right. why, why making $8 million a year. <laughs> uh, Tennessee, they're a little better than I expected last week. They ended up making some mistakes in Alabama and ended up covering, which was good for me because I had Bama. But uh, I lean Tennessee slightly here, but I think this is a very tight game. So don't have a strong play. No, I, I think it'll be a, a, a relatively close game, but I, yeah. I've taken the volunteers uh, on the road. Yep, I agree. <clears throat> All right, uh, Washington at Stanford. It'll be the Huskies, minus 26, total 59.5. Definitely not a good performance for Washington last week. They were fortunate to win. First time this year, to me, they looked uh, not very good. But they could bounce back here. But Stanford's been tricky. They've played teams tough at home. So I don't really have a play. It'd probably be a pass for me, Chris. What do you say? Uh, Matt, I'm taking Washington, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Stanford's given up 42 or more in each of the last three games. Uh, while reason. scoring, uh, while scoring seven or seven or fewer in two of those three games, so I don't know. I just think uh, Washington will will uh, light them up. Okay, I so. like it. Colorado coach Prime back in the mix after a bye week. He's at UCLA. UCLA minus seventeen, total sixty four. I have no play here. Probably under if I was going to. Uh, I'm taking uh, Colorado in this game, and not, not to, just just to cover. I, I yeah. mean, I don't think they're good enough, but it seems like Prime can can keep them in the game. But but UCLA's got a very formidable formidable defense. So they're they're yeah. one of the top defenses in the country and uh and the, the I think the best in the pack uh pack twelve. So uh we'll see how they stack up against uh Shador Sanders. But yep. uh but I, I'm gonna take Colorado getting getting the points. Yeah, I can see that. I'm gonna play it under and think that As long as they lose I'll be happy. Yeah. I don't think Colorado will score quite as many as they usually no. do against them. Uh, Ohio State on the road at Madison to visit the Badgers. It'll be the Buckeyes minus 14 and a half, total 43. Um, I've heard a lot of people making a case for Wisconsin. Man, I had them last week. Wisconsin had zero business winning that game, and they somehow covered in the very wee stages of the game. Like, it was almost I, – I turned it off like four times. Like, and I kept looking and like, oh, my God, they got a chance. Uh, so, they ended up covering. They won the game by four. Uh, awful performance. They're not good. Um Illinois is not good, though, either, so that, that helped. But I, I don't know. Does Ohio State have a letdown? I mean, they, they did whatever they wanted against Penn State to a degree. I mean, they didn't look very sharp either, but they, they, they were never in doubt after that the fumble return right. gets taken off the board. Uh, they, they were never in, in, you know, in, in a spot where they were trailing or even close to potentially losing the game. I don't know. I I want to try to take the Badgers, but I've seen this song and dance too many times. I I don't think they're good enough to be able to hang here with the high oh, state. And I know, and then you got teams like Wisconsin. At one week you'll think, man, they really got it. They're they're gonna you know they're gonna make some noise. Then you see yeah. another putrid you know, or, and in, in a different week they're 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 just awful. So yeah. you don't really know. I'm not it, really. It could be on. a a, a, a letdown, but uh, and I'm not sure either. But I, I guess I'm gonna go with the under. 
Yeah, that's probably a pretty good bet. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I know a lot of people think Luke Fickle's a great coach. I just think he's okay. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he like I've said on here before, he he's easy to motivate kids who got passed over by big schools at Cincinnati. I mm-hmm. I don't see he's not done very well in these big games against these big schools. And I I'd say this is this is a trouble spot. Um, yeah, I probably would go with the under as well. I think it's the safest play. I I just can't make. I can't bet Wisconsin in good conscience. I just mm-hmm. see them. So many times just fall flat on their face. I hope they win this game, right. but I don't know if they're even capable of it. Uh, Madison at night, though, it will be rowdy in there. Yeah. Those drunken buffoons will be <laughs> drinking. You think the Mountaineers can tailgate? That's right. one of the few places that can rival them. They'll be out there while it's dark in the morning drinking, getting ready for this. These Wisconsin people, they're, they're lunatics. All right, back to the SEC. Vanderbilt at Ole Miss. Ole Miss minus 25.5, total 63.5. Anything there, Chris? I got nothing. Uh opponents average 34 against Vanderbilt and as no SEC no SEC school has scored less than uh, 38 in their, in their four <laughs> conference games so I think uh, good old uh, Ole Miss. what's his Kiffin. name Kiff, Kiffin's just going to light these light them up so yeah. okay. take Ole Miss alright North Carolina on the road at Georgia Tech North Carolina coming off a bad loss to UVA they're laying 11 on the road the total 63 and a half uh, Georgia Tech's won this series the last two meetings in mm-hmm. the series uh, so I don't know what that means. I'm, I would have leaned Georgia Tech here if it had North Carolina have won last week, but can't do it here. I don't trust Carolina. I don't trust Georgia Tech, but likely Carolina wins the game. Chris, what do you say? Uh, same way. I mean, a, a Tech, uh, a Tech had their doors blown off last week against BC and gave up a fuck ton of yards. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, North Carolina, uh, just to kind of save – not save their season, but because uh, they're 6-1. and one. So I think they'll atone for the loss uh, – that bad loss versus Virginia, and they will uh, handle Tech. All right. I like it. Uh, Washington State on the road at Arizona State. Washington State minus 6.5, total 51.5. Uh, Cougars have kind of hit a skid. Um, mm-hmm. They've been in a little rut. Arizona State's proven to be pesky team, especially at home. So, uh, I'd lean Sun Devils, but don't love it. Yeah, I mean, they've been underdog in six games and failed to win any of them, but yeah. they are at home, and, and they do. They, I mean, they, they compete even though they're one and six. So, I have uh, the Sun Devils. All right. Getting the points. Cincinnati on the road at Oklahoma State. It'll be the Cowboys minus eight, total 53 and a half. Oklahoma State looked very good last week, but maybe it was just the deficiencies of West Virginia. Um, if they happen to be clicking and improving, which I think Mike Gundy's a really good coach. Seems like his teams always get better as the year goes on. Uh, I think eight's not nearly enough. Like I think they should be laying like double digits. Yeah, in this I was game. surprised that, so, that it was which worries me a tad. Uh, but I would lean Oklahoma State here, Chris. That's what I got. And uh, the last time these two teams met was in 1983. Wow. And Ohio, or Oklahoma State's coach was Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy, all right. Cool. So, and I think I had Ollie Gordon and Alan Bowman. I mean, they got a good one-two yeah, punch yeah. in the backfield. So I, I think they'll. Oh, they've definitely Cincinnati. improved since the beginning of the yeah, season. So I take I take the Cowboys. Plus, last week I got the Meat Pistol Pete. Yeah, you were world you famous were with him, uh, yep. mascot. So yep. go uh, go Cowboys. All right, Cowpokes says boys. Um, Fresno State UNLV. I only say this game because uh, I have a I like Fresno State minus nine and a half. The totals fifty eight and a half. So I'll be on the Bulldogs, Chris. I don't know if you have anything. Nothing. For that one. All right, Oregon State. The Beavers on the road at the Arizona Wildcats. It'll be the Beavers, minus 3.5, total 57 in our final Power 5 game of the week. Um, 
I like Oregon State, but man, Arizona has impressed me. They've been getting better, and they're, they're dangerous. So I, I can't, I can't lay these points on the road. So they're, they're maybe just, under for me in this game is they're what facing I'm facing Arizona's four straight ranked opponent, uh, and they're looking for their first win uh, versus a ranked opponent at home, uh, and they've lost four in a row. But after watching them a couple games and and uh, how they hung tough, I think it was against oh the USC game. So yeah, yeah and th- them at home. I mean they're four and three. I, I think that's kind of better than what we expected. Uh, they play hard and uh, they do have some talent. So I am taking them getting points. All right, I like it. All right, that concludes the college card here. Already up to week number nine. Gosh, yes. That's that's good news. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break <laughs> yeah. here on Better's Last Stand and be back, talk a little NHL, NBA, and NFL. And remember to stay tuned. We got Sam back on the program talking F1 and NASCAR. It's Better's Last Stand. Matt and Chris here with you. We'll be right back. Better's Last Stand is for entertainment purposes only, but who better to listen to than the guys here at the Pine Room? For more picks you might have missed, follow Better's Last Stand and all of Matt's picks on X, formerly Twitter, at BLS underscore PRP. Because just like General Custer, we're in Better's Last Stand. All right, welcome back in Better's Last Stand here from the Pine Room Studio. Matt and Chris here with you. Show number 59. Can you... uh, Hit on a couple things here before we get into the NFL card this week. Um, eight and five, the unders were again in the NFL in week seven, which is interesting as the under trend continues. A um, couple other tidbits. Penn State, Ohio State, most bet game of the weekend, obviously. Penn State was the uh, public play, and it didn't get there, to say the least. Uh, top five money wagered in NBA title bet, NBA title betting so far this year as the NBA started last night. The Denver Nuggets, the Phoenix Suns, the Miami Heat, the Lakers, and the Celtics. What a shock that is. Those five. Although maybe the Heat's a small surprise. But Well, you were happy your 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 Lakers uh, lost last night. Yeah, that was a great. good start. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, didn't watch a play of well, it. Well, you know what? And I, I was happy because uh, both games were on TNT and I don't get TNT. Yeah. Well, saves you from having to worry about even being enticed to change exactly. it Exactly. Uh, odds to win the college football title. Michigan now plus 220. They are the favorites. Georgia plus 260. Florida State 7 to 1. Ohio State 7 to 1. Washington 12 to 1. Oklahoma 14 to 1. Texas 18 to 1. And Bama 14 to 1. So those are kind of the teams in the mix for the final four spots. Uh, still a lot of football to be played right now. I'd probably lean that Michigan's the best, but I don't really know because they haven't really played anybody, but it's really not their fault when it's the conference schedule some of the time. But I like to see Harbaugh's schedule a little bit better out of conference. Yes. But who knows? College football ATS, Arizona, 6-1. and one. We were talking about them earlier. Um, so, the Wildcats, 6-1 and one, uh, against the spread. Oklahoma, 6-1. and one. Penn State, 6-1. and one. Ironically, the one was last week. UNLV, 6-1. Six 6-1-1 and, one. Six wow. one and one teams at Rutgers. Jubs, Rutgers, Scarlet Knights. And then 5-1-1 one one ATS for the Oregon Ducks. Uh, sharp betters on Oregon this week again. Um... Uh, NFL recapping some of the bad teams against the spread. The Carolina Panthers 0-5-1 ATS. Denver and New Orleans both 1-5-1 against the spread. And the Falcons, Giants, and Patriots all 2-5 against the spread. Um, the top five, this was, I found this interesting. The top bet teams of week seven went 0-8. So 75% or more of the tickets 
bet on this game. That is 75%. That's three out of every four people bet the These teams. teams. So you have eight of them here. The Bills, the 49ers, the Raiders, the Bucks, the Browns, the Lions, the Pow, I said the Tigers. Yeah. Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Lions, <laughs> yeah. Packers, and Rams. So all those teams where the public plays this week, 75% or more of the ticket count was on them. 0 and 8. 0 and 8 against the spread. And only the Browns won of those teams. They won by one point. They didn't cover. Every other one of those teams lost outright. So Yeah. Who beat they, Buffalo? Oh, New England. New yeah, England. New yeah. England. So, yeah, how about that? NFL is, that uh, is tough, tough, tough. Uh, but when you always bet the favorites, you're bound to lose. Uh, okay, service plays recap. This is amazing. Mark Lawrence, I was hyping him up last week, saying how good he was doing. He was he was doing pretty well out of all these guys. Poor guy had a rough one. Playbook, 0-7 last week. It's just shocking to me that, it, that that's, I mean, God, I'd feel so bad if I sold people picks that were 0-7. Anyway, uh, he's, his five stars are 4-4 four and four on the year. His four stars in college, 6-2. and two. Five stars in the NFL, 2-5. and five. Four stars, 3-4. Well, four. man, and, and this is what I don't get and, and touched on it before uh, in a different show. So, if you're looking to maybe dabble into some gambling you don't know, so you want to get one of these services or check it yeah. out, how the hell does somebody look and say, well, wait a minute, I don't want to deal with this guy. He went 0-7. Yeah. I mean, I, I can understand if he went like 2-5, and five, but 0-7? Yeah, 0-7 seven? is hard, Jesus. hard, hard I mean, to do. That'd be hard to even try. I, I'd, I'd almost, I'd have to refund people's money if yes. I did that. Yeah, I, I exactly. just couldn't do it. I couldn't have the conscience <laughs> to do it. Uh, Point-wise, 2-6 and six on the week. Um, they're... Their college football one stars ten and six, which is their top plays. Four and three in the NFL, three stars overall in the season. Power sweep, yeah. four stars, two five and one. <laughs> or four and five stars or four, four and ten, ten on the season. In the NFL. It's awful. <laughs> Brad Powers one and six last week, twenty three and thirty eight on the season. That's fifteen games under five hundred. <laughs> wow, that's bad. Yeah, and again, I'm not trying to pick on these guys. Uh, they have their businesses, and they're doing a hell of a lot better than than either of us. So, uh, but I just, you know, Jesus. you got to be transparent and to know that they, you know, a lot of times they try to bury the lead. Uh, Red sheet one and five last week, twelve and twenty three <laughs> on the season, two and five in the NFL. Oh my God! <laughs> Phil Steele, coach's boy, NFL last week. He was zero and two. <laughs> College football, he's 31, 44, and 3 on the season and 5 and 9 overall in the NFL. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know we were doing stop it. Stop me when, when we find somebody that you would pay for. I, I, you I didn't tell me about this comedy segment. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> and again, all of a sudden, our, our minus 11 units across uh, four guys doesn't seem so terrible. Um, anyway, gridiron gold, 8 and 10 in college, 8 and 4 on in the NFL season there. That's so so. You might save the best two for last. Yeah, Victor King's still holding on to being over 500, 12 and 9 on the season. So. Wow. Yeah, um, they've seen better days. I don't know. A um, couple of things, bad beat-wise, I just wanted to mention. I talked about the Iowa game briefly, the Pitt game briefly, uh, the Penn State game. So if you saw all these, me and Chris went on, I don't need to bore anybody anymore, but the refereeing needs to be held accountable, and it's wrong. Everybody thinks, oh, yeah, you, you don't like referees. Well, I don't, but some I do say are good, uh, very few, and I respect them. When the people are doing the amateur sports and things, I get it, but please try better. Like, please. It, it's If you're not doing something that's, it's, uh, uh, I would say that taboo or that, 
suspicious or whatever. If you're genuinely trying to do the best you can, please try to get better because yes, I'm is. not buying it. Something there's foul play in, in, there's, in hand without here. Without a doubt, uh, uh, Mad Dog Russo said he retire. Yeah, what's yeah. this all about? He he was running his mouth, which he does for a living. He's good at it. Um, he ran his mouth if the Arizona would win those, you know, the two games in Philadelphia and win that series. He would retire. Well, guess what? There was a caveat that he didn't really mention. He's retiring from the radio side, which ironically is contracts up next month. So, hmm. oh, so this was all just kind okay. of a big yeah, well, ploy, yeah, just okay. in case. Just, gives him a good a good way to get into the news, and 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 then has a good good fallback story if it doesn't. You oh, know, so they kind of like the, the like the, the uh, liberal elitist uh, Hollywood people yeah. that were going to leave the country. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to label him like that no, totally, no, no. but I, I get what but, you're saying. Yeah, you, you you're saying one thing, but you're, but not, you're not really doing it. Doing it right. So he's going to uh, step away from radio so he can spend more time with his kid, I guess, which is cool. But yeah, he he made the Diamondbacks into the story. So anyway. But uh, he but got that, himself in the news. So. Would that ama- but if, if, if I don't know if he would have done it anyway. It sounded like his contract was up. He wasn't going to come back to radio. But anyway. if the Philly, oh, okay, well, yeah. So okay. Phillies so win, it doesn't he, matter. We don't yeah. ever know that we're not knowing the wiser. So, ah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. And then in the NFL, same thing. Officiating was rough. Colts. Just we talked rough. about it. Browns. We're both Browns fans. It mm-hmm. terrible. When I had the Browns, I bet the Browns and had them on the Abbey sheet. I mean, it worked for me. But it was criminal what happened to the Colts. It was. Absolutely criminal. It was wrong, and the wrong team won, but we'll take it. <laughs> One time, it's nice to be on that side. Yeah, it Usually, it doesn't happen very often. And then the Rams, uh, just the spotting the ball incorrectly. Imagine that. The Steelers get a call. God. Talk about conspiracy theories. I like to do one on the the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers, how they favor them, and they always have. Until you talk to a Steeler fan, they don't buy any oh, of God, it. Oh, God, I yeah. know. They, they're they're so I – mean, but it'd be nice to have one guy that just said the truth. Like, you know, uh, we have got a lot of breaks. Like, it's okay to say that. It doesn't make you There's not a fan. It doesn't make anything yeah, but, wrong. No, so, it, 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 anyway, moving on, uh, let's touch briefly uh, on NHL and NBA. Penguins were not – I want to say awful, but they're pretty close to awful. They were decent in the first period, um, but just they just don't do enough. They just don't do enough to play the way they play and be able to make enough plays. They're just not good enough, and power play still sucks. Um, Two for 16 so yeah. far this year. So uh, an awful start. Two goals against the Capitals. They were a mess. And that was the Caps' first game of the year, so I don't even barely count those two goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Penguins, uh, right now they're fade material to you here. Otherwise, from us, uh, we usually have a pretty decent pulse on the team, and it's not good right now. So I would be... Um, my advice about playing power play points, which I think is a great value, I would not recommend it with them whatsoever. But uh, I was going through the data so far. Here's what we got in the NHL in, in the first periods: six and ones to the over in the first periods. You got the Sabers five and one first period overs. You got Edmonton, Vancouver, and Philadelphia five and two first period over Carolina and Vegas. Five and one to the under in the first period. You got Arizona and Anaheim. Four and one to the under in the first period. Dallas and St. Louis. Goal in the first ten minutes. Yes, six and zero. Oh, Minnesota Wild. Keep an eye on them. The Jeez. Sabers six and one goal. Yes, in the first ten minutes of the game. The Oilers five and one. The Ottawa Senators five and one. The Philadelphia Flyers five and one. Boy, the Oilers are a mess, and they lost McDavid, which I'm not surprised. What about. happened to him? Eh. 
He's right. out two weeks, they said. But they don't tell you. Said oh, upper body injury or well, something. Well, they gave up, what, seven to Minnesota? Yeah, night? they got slaughtered. Oh, you know what? I, I heard a stat the other uh, up until last night. Right. That Edmonton had not scored a third-period goal, which I thought was – I mean, it was only, what, four or five games. But they scored one last yeah. night, but they still got I, beat. I love how people picked them at the beginning of the year to win it all. It's nuts. Uh, first uh, goal in the first ten minutes, no to the no. So these are no goals in the first ten minutes of the game. Uh, St. Louis Blues five and one to the no. Boston four and two. Anaheim four and two. Arizona four and two. San Jose four and two. Those are the no teams in the first period. Uh, in Boston, first ten minutes too. Yes, they were playing well. A couple. Yes, There's are. three undefeated teams, I think. Uh, but anyway, power play point betting, I think, is a really good value. So keep an eye on that. Uh, you're getting a, a decent percentage. And check the power play percentages in the penalty kill. Uh, tonight, and it's not going to do you any good now. But like the New Jersey Devils the other night, I saw that their power play was scoring at a ridiculous rate now it's very early so it's hard to tell how well that's going to continue but last night they were good again like so look at these teams if you see a team is really good in the power play versus a team is really bad in the penalty kill go into dk or bet rivers or fanduel look for the power play points and go into the one of the face-off sites look at the line combinations look at who's playing on the power play of these teams and play guys you there's five guys out there and chris will tell you Three guys can get points on one goal, so up yeah. to three guys. So you can yeah. take shots. If you bet two or three of the lowest odd guys, like I'm not talking about the superstar, so I usually leave them out because they're, you know, they're, they're probably plus $182, whatever, get a power play point. Crosby's usually around that range, plus 175 whatever. But you can get, like, the other point man or their off defenseman or whatever. That's all he needs is one touch of the puck, and you, and you cash your bet, and, it, and you can cash – Two to three tickets on one goal, so you don't oh, get yeah, that right. a lot. So yeah. if you have a tic tac toe with your three guys, you're you've won and you covered everything you need to worry about for the night. So play, yeah. I am I I seriously tell people look into those numbers and study them because they're they're worth taking a shot at and you can get good prices on guys. And a lot of these teams are very power play dependent, so you want to keep an eye on it. The Devils are one of those teams right now. Yeah, they, uh, I they believe the Red Wings too. Mm -hmm. Two very good power play teams. Alex DeBrinkin. Really good in front of the net. So I, I keep an eye on those teams. Though obviously, as we get more data, we'll have more info. But uh, power play points is something that I'm trying to focus on a lot this year. And I think Jersey's going to be fun to watch. That Jack yeah. Hughes already has yes, they uh, 14 they, points. They're very teams, good. So uh, 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 Tyler Toffoli had a yes. hat trick last night. I think he's. I think at least one of the goals was a power play goal. So uh, not much to say about the NBA. I put up yeah. some win totals and some division winners that I liked uh, the other day. BLS underscore PRP if you want those. We'll talk more about the NBA as we go along. But we got to get to the NFL because we got Sam coming up for racing here. Um, all right. Well, it's uh, it's week number eight. This is usually was week seventeen. Yeah, or me too. This is usually around the time where you start to say. Teams really suck, or they really <laughs> yes. don't suck, but there's not that many teams that don't suck. So, um, skipping Thursday's game, let's just get right to it. One o'clock kick Saints at Colts, Colts minus one and a half, total 43 and a half. Um, I don't know. I, I like under in this game. I don't like either one of these teams. Saints are on a pretty good under roll. Colts have quarterbacking issues. Colts scored a lot last week. I don't think Minshew plays good two weeks in a row, so I'm on the under, Chris. What do you say? I'm taking the Colts. I, I think Bruce Allen with the Saints. They're, 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 I mean, uh, Derek Carr is just not a very good quarterback, I don't think. Lave got uh, – Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. And, and then he told a guy he was he played for the Saints. Ah, like good. He's going to catch a break. A so, yeah, I know. Exactly. So, I like the Colts at home. I mean, they, they, they played – well, actually, they should have beat the Browns at home. So, yeah. I think they'll handle the Saints. Okay. 
Uh, Jacksonville at the Steelers. It'll be the Jags minus two and a half. The total forty-two. What do you got here? <laughs> well, you know who I want to win. Uh, yeah. I. I'd, I mean, that was a big win for the Steelers last week on the road out in L.A. I think they'll come home and play pretty well. Uh, Kenny Pickett, as much as I hate to say it, it looks like he could be pretty good. So, I'm taking the Steelers. All right. I hope the hell I'm wrong. Uh, I'm going to go with Jacksonville and under in the game. Lean Jacksonville. I'll, I won't bet them because I know the Steelers will fucking win. So, uh, But I'll play it under. I still think Steelers uh, struggle to run the ball, and I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Houston at Carolina. Both teams off a bye. Houston minus three. Total 43. Um, I've read Houston's 0-3 off their last three bye weeks, which isn't good. Uh, but Carolina's 2-6 and six off their last eight bye weeks. Sharp money on Carolina. I don't know how. Uh, I, I mean, I want to try to back this team. I backed them three, the first three weeks of the year. It did me no good, so I'll just be going with the under here, Chris. I'm, I'm going to take the Panthers getting uh, – is it three? Yeah, if you can get yeah. three in the hook. Yeah, I, I, just, right. I mean, they're 0-6. I know yeah. they're playing at home, but you know, I don't know how good the Texans are. So I'm going to take a wild, wild ass guess and take the points. Nothing wrong with that. Philadelphia right. at Washington. It'll be the Eagles minus six and a half. Total forty three and a half. Eagles back in the win column against the uh, soft ass Dolphins, who are yes. very good on offense. But when physical teams play them, they're going to struggle. Uh, Commanders, just a terrific. They had a lot of chances against the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> Those teams are so bad. Uh, Redskins are. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of lean. If I can get over a touchdown here, I'll probably take them. Uh, they'll play, yeah. They've been playing Philly tough yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah, so. they, they, they usually keep these games cl- close uh, in, in Washington. Uh, I don't I don't like the commanders to win this game, yeah. but I think it, it'll, uh, it'll stay close. Yep, agreed. Uh, Rams at Cowboys. It'll be the Rams coming off a disappointing loss where they kind of faded in the second half, got a couple tough calls, but no excuse to lose. The Steelers drop passes. By Cooper Cup, which is very rare. It'll be Dallas minus six and a half, total forty five. Big Mike, eleven and four off the bye. He's Ooh, uh, he's a little better wow. than I thought. I had the Rams circle, but I don't know. When I get numbers like that on Big Mike, I probably have to pass. So I thought maybe, just maybe, I like the over in this game. But well, just maybe, I'm taking the Rams. Okay, get, getting a six. Good. I don't know. I, I didn't know that stat about Big Mike, but <laughs> uh, but the Rams played. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they played great last week, but they they hung in there with the. Steelers. Yeah, they're not bad. I, no, I like the Rams better than what I expected. Yeah, so six and a half too many. I think yeah. so. Uh, Patriots at the Dolphins. It'll be the Dolphins minus nine and a half total forty seven. See if the Dolphins can start beating up on people again. They they don't have a, a win against a team that has well, more than two wins. I think. I, you may have seen this, then, but I, I saw that the, the, something about the, the teams the teams that they had beaten were combined eight eight and twenty five. Yeah, and then they got their shit kicked yeah. in by who the uh, who, who Bills the two, Bills and Eagles two yeah. teams that are decent. And the Bills yeah. scored like forty on them, yeah. and the Eagles scored what thirty one. Yeah, yeah. So and that it, game really wasn't even as close as it right. was. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I mean. I like the over probably a little bit in the game. Dolphins can score. That's mm-hmm. about all I can say. Yeah, and hard to believe the Patriots scored in the 20s last yeah, night. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, beating the Bills. So, uh, I, I'm taking the Patriots. Okay. All right, Battle of New York in the Meadowlands, or MetLife Stadium. It used to be the Meadowlands. Mm-hmm. It'll be the Jets at the Giants, Giants home game here. It'll be Jets minus three, total 36 and a half. Um, the Jets four and eight off the bye week in their last twelve. I don't know. Robert Sala wasn't the coach to all this, so I don't know why those stats even apply. But uh, I lean Jets here. Giants won a game last week. No way they can win two in a row. I think the Giants absolutely stink. They really, really suck. I, I'd probably lean to the under in this game too. Matt, I have the I have the under circle. I yeah. think both of these offenses 
are terrible. The, the quarterbacking play has been awful. So, <laughs> I'm going under. All right. Keep it moving. Another great game. Falcons at the Titans. It'll be the Falcons minus two and a half. 36 and a half is the total here. Um, Atlanta has been very good against the spread. Um, they're eight and two in this. And I know I have a note written down, but I can't read what it mm. says. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee four zero and one off the bye, so that that is a uh, good stat for me for Vrabel. So I am making the Titans my best bet of the week in the NFL. I'll be taking them at home. I don't know what their quarterback situation is, but they had two weeks to figure out whether they're going to play. Will Levis or uh, Malik Willis? They, 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 they announced Levis. Did they? Oh, yeah, good. I heard that well, today. That says in. a lot. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll see. This could be that could be wow. tough. So maybe an under. Chris, your Falcons have been they've been scrappy. They've been yeah. better. Ritter yeah. hasn't fucked up quite as many times. Although he's that still keeping he his job, right? Yeah, he's, okay, he's, they, he's I, been I, a little better. So well, I, they're doing. They've been I, okay. You know what, Matt? I originally had Tennessee. Uh, I didn't know that they were changing quarterbacks, although Ritter's been pretty bad, but they're four and three. I don't know if they can I don't I don't <laughs> I can't see the Falcons going on a road yeah, I can't. two two weeks in a row and winning. They can't lay points on the road. So I, I I'm sticking with the Titans. All right. I like it. We'll see. That that's that's probably a recipe for disaster, friends, mm. with me and him on the same game. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota at Green Bay, big division battle. Be the Vikings minus one on the road, forty two and a half. I really want to take Green Bay in this game. This is, everything says Minnesota played out their ass the other night. I don't yeah. know how. Cousins looked good other than his first pass getting picked off. But uh, they win the game against San Francisco. Everything, that if you pay attention to Minnesota Vikings, says they will regress here and lose. But, my God, Matt LaFleur. I'm, I'm, I'm finally actually happy the Packers stink mm -hmm. because – Everybody try to run Rodgers out of there and say, like, oh, they'll be better without him. Fuck you. You're an idiot <laughs> yeah. if you think that. Yeah. This guy covered up all the deficiencies of that stupid coach. Yes, Matt LaFleur is a clown. He shouldn't have a job. Mm -hmm. He looks like a little baby on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Get it. Get your shit together. Uh, 42 and a half is too many points for a total. I'm playing the game under and probably maybe leaning the Packers, but I can't bet that buffoon. Well, I'm, I'm taking the Vikings. I, I was very impressed with them on uh, – uh, Monday night, uh, hosting the the Niners, and they they, they <laughs> went through that uh, defense. Brings uh, you back to when Brad Childers was their coach. Huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 Childers, clown. Uh, so yeah, and in the Packers, they 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 don't they cool. don't, they don't score very many points. Absolutely, so not very good. Laid an egg on the road. Jordan Love cannot play. Cannot play. No. Should no. be out of out of the league. He should be fucking uh, driving a bus in downtown Wheeling. Mm -hmm. All right. Browns on the road at Seattle. It's a tricky game. Deshaun Watson ruled out here a little bit ago. Uh, it'll be oh, the Seahawks good. minus three. Fucking Total thirty nine and a half. I like the over in this game, but now nah, I can't bet that since uh, Deshaun, uh, right before we came on, said he will not play. So hope he gets a good massage and he'll be back yeah, down the well, road. But enjoy, I don't know. Enjoy your next paycheck. I, I probably lean towards Seattle here, Chris. Matt, tough. this is going to be my play of the week. I, I just can't see the Browns going up there with, with P.J. Walker. I mean, right. Seattle plays pretty well, well at home. Apparently, they said Thompson Robinson might start. Well, you know uh, what? At least I wouldn't, that's what I I wouldn't mind seeing that. Now, you know, when he did play that, that the one weekend we were at the Pine Room yeah. watching that, he had like one or two days to prepare. They right. didn't even know he was going to play. Sure, sure. So, so this, maybe if they did give him a full week, but yeah. but I still think I, the Seahawks are better than I thought. Okay, I, I'm taking them uh, as my pick uh, to beat uh, the Browns and cover the spread. Okay, I hate to do it, but no, I, I understand. To. Kansas City Chiefs on the road at the Denver Broncos. Chiefs minus seven and a half total, forty six. Chiefs just continue to 
be businesslike when the games they need to win. They don't look too flashy. Defense has been pretty solid. Sharp money on the Broncos. I don't get it. Um, it's Chiefs or nothing for me here, Chris. Uh I think this game's going to go under. Chiefs will win, but I, I, I mean, both defenses. Are, well, the Chiefs' defense is very right. good, so I, I'm not so sure about the Broncos. I mean, they're 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 two and five. I mean, you know, it used to be when you played at Denver, yeah, a, you, you a, had a very lucky two and five. They beat the Bears and the Packers. Oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> and the Bears yeah. game was, yeah. was up twenty eight yeah. to seven. Yeah, you know, but back in the day when you look at the schedule, like, oh shit, we got to. You know, at the, yeah. at the end of October, we got to go to Denver. That, that sounds like a fucking game we're not going to win. But now it's like they're like a they're, they're like a pushover. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm just taking the under. Okay, good call. Cincinnati yeah. on the road to San Francisco. Bengals off the bye. Be 49ers minus five and a half total. 45. 49ers lost two in a row. Strange, strange to say that uh, they did not play well against Minnesota. They played okay against Cleveland. It was just a weird game, and the Browns mm-hmm. made just enough plays. A couple missed kicks. Game's different. Uh, I I don't think San Francisco is you know bad at all. Uh, I think they'll be dangerous here. I, I like them laying the points here. I still won't be a Bengal backer yet. They got to show me more. Mm-hmm. The wins they've had this year have not been against good teams. So we'll see. I'm on the Niners. Well, I'm going to take the Bengals just because yeah. of the bye week. Uh, you know, in the in the Niners are uh, a little bit banged up. I mean, Debo yeah. Samuel's still out, I believe, and he'll be out. Uh, so we'll see what Burrow and company does out there with the Niners. I mean, you know, and one thing I want to mention, and I think it's funny because uh, last week when, when the Browns gave up 38 points and the 49ers gave up, uh, well, I don't know how many, how many the the, the, the uh, I think 30, scored, 31, yeah. I think. But, but it's just funny. Those defenses roll for all these weeks. Yeah, and then, no, the minute strange. they give up a, a bunch of points, you know, the message boards, you know, the sky's yeah. falling, our defense sucks, Jim Some, Schwartz. The offense like, just figured – exactly. the offensive Some, coaches are allowed to adjust. Like, right. they, they can that make That doesn't a, mean the defense – They can have a good game plan one week, right? Like, the 49ers still have a great defense, yeah. so do the Browns, but yeah. they, they just have those People odd weeks. Idiots. I know. So, uh, but but I I think this – I'm going to take the Bengals, but I wouldn't be surprised right. uh, if, it, uh, if it stayed under two. Yep. Ravens at Cardinals. Ravens minus eight and a half on the road, total 43 and a half. I mean, I imagine the Ravens will probably have a shot of winning this game, but I would not lay eight and a half with them. I think that this is a game that they kind of will could piss around and only win by field Absolutely. goal. Absolutely, they so, possibly could lose yeah, too. I so. mean, or even though they're one and six, Cardinals playing at yeah, home, they and play they, hard. They, they compete, and they, yep. yeah, I. I've, I thought they would be just getting blown out every week, but they they really no, they, they've been nice. So and the Ravens coming off a big win, uh, it, it, uh, they beating the shit out of the Lions. Yep, uh, I, I, I see the Ravens winning by a field goal. Yep, agreed. Bears at Chargers Sunday night game. Oh God, uh, why isn't there a World Series game on Sunday? Know, Damn it! Uh, Chargers minus eight and a half, forty six and a half total. Uh, I cannot lay eight points with the Chargers. I had the Bears last week. Had the Bears, the Giants, both come through. I don't know how that happened. Um, but I cannot lay the eight and a half with the Chargers. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I think they'll win this game, and they absolutely have to win this game. But I cannot lay eight and a half, even with a D two quarterback. I'll probably regret that. Um, possibly, I'm leaning to the under in the game, but I don't know. I I, I don't have a play. Uh, I, I'm going with the Chargers only because they're due for. A, a win and like a convincing win, even yeah. though it's the Bears and then you know, they got that kid from Shepherd. The Bears do a starting quarterback. He he's going to start on you know right the, the spotlight on the Sunday night game. That's like the premier uh, time slot of the whole week. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to gamble and take the Chargers, giving the points. All right, best of luck with that one. Monday night football, our final <laughs> one: Raiders at Lions. Lions minus eight, total forty five. 
I think the Lions will bounce back, but man, I hate laying eight. That's just a lot in the NFL. I'm leaning Lions. I'll probably take the Lions first half at least. I cut that in half. Uh, I think the Lions are the better team. They're better coached, and they're going to be very, very. They got humbled pretty badly last week, so I think they'll come out with a big performance. Uh, I feel the exact same way. They're coming home. Uh, the friendly <laughs> confines. Josh McDaniels doesn't travel well. He doesn't do anything well as far as I mean, no, he does not. No. So I, I, you know, the Raiders, they're they're not good. So yep. I think the the Lions will win this one by about seventeen. So okay, I'm, I'm taking the Lions. All right, uh, I didn't get the coaches' picks. We're running short on time. We're gonna get Sam on here, so I will have those on the social media. So if you want coaches' best bets, um, check them out. Chris and mine will be posted as well. All the best bets of the weekend, college and pro. We're going to take a quick break. Be back, talk a little racing with Sam the Man from Upper St. Clair. It's BLS. Matt and Chris here with it. We'll be right back. Reminder, this show is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activities should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. All right, men, load the cannons and hold the line. You're listening to Better's Last Stand. All right, welcome back in. Better's Last Stand here. Matt and Chris here in the studio. Sam joining us now after a off week last week as our schedules were all weird. Uh, Sam, how's everything? Good to have you back on the program. Yeah, things are good. I thought it was fall. It's 72 degrees right now, so I have no clue what's going on, but baseball is going to end soon, so. Uh, it's kind of you know, sad. It's starting to make sense. Good uh, let's talk about baseball right out of the shoot. D-backs do the unthinkable. Win two in Philadelphia. Um, Chris and I were talking about how Philadelphia looked like they were tightening up a little bit in game yeah. six. Guys were <laughs> gripping the bat a little tight, and it was not, not a good uh, appearance, at least you know, in their, they looked like they were in their own heads. What did you uh, think of those uh, two games in Philly, game six and seven? I mean, they were awesome. It was like the D-backs played some simple baseball. They just made contact. They got on base. and Moved once runners. You're, honestly, just right. You move runners over, then you're – it was awesome. Yeah, stealing I, I really, bases. I really think that – yeah, I think the D-backs, they're my pick. I can't I, lie. I agree. I, Chris likes Texas slightly. I, I'm leaning Arizona. I I don't see why not. Um, I, I probably bet Texas in game one, I think – Arizona's traveled a lot. They might be a little jet lag, a little hungover, but uh, yeah. I, I like them in the series. I think they're. I think now they got some confidence. They're starting they, now. They got three guys they can rely on. Their bullpen's been really good. Uh, Marte's been awesome. Carroll's starting to hit. I mean, they got stuff's coming together for them now. Texas is not not going to be a pushover, but yeah. I, I like the Diamondbacks pitching better than the Rangers. I do too, and I almost like the Diamondbacks bats more like just speaking off i guess off recency bias right. but i mean what the d-backs need to do is find a way to like silence one of those bats in the lineup right like yeah. garcia or seager or yeah. and that's going to be tough because those guys are incredibly good especially seager he's he's a guy that will basically take whatever you give him so uh yeah. garcia could go in, into ruts though if they can figure out how to attack him so we'll see i know uh, should I be know. a good one though i'm expecting at least a six game series what do you think yeah i hope I hope I hope we get a good World Series because I mean 
who would have guessed that the Rangers and the D-backs would have been the final two? You know, that's... Yeah, literally probably last week tough. you're thinking it was Rangers and Phillies. And then yeah. after the Astros win on Friday the way they did, you thought it was going to be Phillies-Astros, and now it's Diamondbacks rangers So Crazy. complete reversals on, on, on every front. So that's what makes baseball great though, right, well, Chris? It, absolutely. And I was just uh, going to say, you, you know, you would think uh, – because everybody it, it put so much emphasis on home field. Well, that didn't fucking help the Phillies one bit in game six. <laughs> it didn't help seven. the Astros no. either. No. I mean, they, 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 they lost. They lost all four at home. That's crazy. <laughs> so, it's so crazy. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it, you, you want to get the home field, but really, how, how important is it? I, I don't know. But apparently, uh, it proved everybody wrong, or you know that it didn't. It didn't come into play in this uh, these two series. So, and, and you know, it was weird that during this whole playoffs, this like Bryce Harper just talking over and over, like, "Oh, I love Philly. Philly's right. so great. I lo-, like yeah. so." He was so drunk with like the crowd, and oh, you just can't <laughs> believe it. This is so great. Well, you didn't fucking make the World Series, bud. Yeah. No, well, you know? you know, like Matt said earlier too, in Philadelphia, how they could turn on that guy in a heartbeat oh. next year, right? Like, yeah. Right. Oh. So. Yeah, I'm sure he probably keyed his car already yeah. since last yeah. night. So, Jeez. Anyway, couldn't happen to a nicer city. So yeah. no, f off. It's a yeah. shame. Yeah. yeah, and the Flyers won't be winning anything. No. So we're good. We're good. <laughs> we might have to worry about the Eagles, but uh, we're good That's until right. spring as far as Philadelphia winning yeah. anything. So, yeah. all right, uh, let's uh, let's jump into racing here. Uh, see the F1 boys. They were at Coda last week. We had the Grand Prix of the United States. I didn't get to see as much of this race as I wanted to. I watched some of it on DVR. Um, obviously, Max, uh, pretty pretty tough. He's hard to he's hard to uh, to beat. You and I were talking about it on uh, what Saturday. You you asked how many laps before he took the lead, and uh, I, I don't when did he take the lead because I don't remember. I, I don't uh, it was later in the race. Yeah, I it think was it was probably yeah. been like the thirties, maybe right, mid thirties. Right. But I mean, once he got the lead. Laps. He only led right. 26 laps, so uh, yeah, so not not the easiest win for him, but nonetheless, it was a good one. One thing I wanted to ask you about: you had some big guys that had bad days. Uh, Fernando Alonso, Oscar Piastri, Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc all have bad bad days. Uh, whether they had under tray issues, crashes, technical failures, um, thoughts on on what happened with all those guys, and just thoughts on the race at Coda overall. I don't know. I mean, I, it was weird because when I texted you, what happened to uh, Esteban Ocon, Ocon. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure, and then I, they showed the Piastri and him like colliding. And I don't know if it was just, I don't know because like Leclerc and Hamilton got DQ'd what? Yeah, that night. That night, yeah, yeah. Which I, I really still don't understand much about it other than that tray under yeah. their car. Yeah, I don't really but, know either. They didn't really give you a whole lot, but yeah, I mean, you immediately go from uh, DQ technical failures to wherever they finished. Because of course, I had uh, Mercedes double top six. You know that that fucked me. So right. it was uh, yeah, it was typical. Totally, it was typical. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't a great week for for me. Uh, Sergio Perez shows some signs of life, and as we head to Mexico, uh, maybe he's uh, trending upward. What do you think about him? Yeah, he needs to because he's, you know, dude, they could get rid of his ass so quick as soon as the season ends. Yeah, it doesn't matter done. how good he does, you know? I think it's done. I mean, even if he wins this week, I think it's I think it's over for him at Red Bull. It's probably time to move on, probably for him and the team. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you if you get a bad outcome in your home home track coming up yeah. here, it's going to be 
Very interesting. Yeah, and he has run well here. He was third last year uh, as we head down to Mexico this weekend. Max won the race, led 61 laps. Lewis Hamilton was uh, a leader for six of the laps. Uh, Mercedes led 12 overall because George Russell led six as well. Fernando Alonso had a horrible, horrible uh, performance. I think his engine blew up last year. And, uh, yeah, so it was double podium for Red Bull. Um, yeah, I would say this is Sergio Perez's last chance to maybe win a race ever in his career. What do you think? Yeah, because this car's yeah. probably not going to get any better. I mean, they might, you know, they might just give him a shit car. Yeah, you know, they man. might say, Sergio, here you go, bud. Welcome home. Mexico. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be tough. There's some weird things that are going to happen in this race, though. I think. I think Valtteri Bottas is going to have a great race. Good, I really do. Well, I think I'd a like top to ten for Valtteri is going to be in the books. I, I would like to see that because, as we talked before, that guy's good. Like, I'd like to see so him good. go into into uh, Sergio Perez's ride and see how much better oh. he can do. That would be uh, awesome. Because I, I think Botos, Botos gets phased out of Mercedes basically because they want to take the shot with a younger George Russell, which I get. But, man, he was still running well when he was driving a Mercedes. He was awesome. Yeah. He did nothing wrong. No. He, and he was winning races. He was leading a lot of laps. He had a lot of fastest laps each week. Definite contender. So, yeah, keep an eye on Valtteri. Anybody else you like uh, under the radar or is Verstappen roll again? I think the AlphaTauri top 10 because Yuki Tsunoda was a P10 here. Uh, mm. He was P10 last week, and he ran well here the year before. I think Yuki, I think it's possible. Uh, one thing I did notice, though, that if you're in, I guess, we'll say P5 to P7, you're typically a lap, a lap down at some point. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, Seriously, when I looked at all the numbers, it was yes. positions 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then after that, everybody else was a lap down. So something happens. I don't know hmm. why my memory doesn't like recall what goes on and why the difference is yeah, so big. But interesting. Yeah. A lot of the numbers for these past races years ago, pretty oh. much 7. If you're in P7, you're going to be on the, you know, the lap, hmm. the correct lap. And if you're not... Well, that's an interesting thing about uh, if you can... Actually, you know, you can bet uh, cars to finish on a lead lap. That's a that's not a, a common thing as much in Formula One, but in uh, NASCAR it is. But yeah, no, that's that's intriguing. If you think there's yes. only going to be six or seven cars on the lead lap, that's uh, definitely worth a worth a peek. Um, anything else intrigue you about Mexico? Uh, I mean, not not much. I don't know if the Alpines are going to do well. I just yeah. feel like. Gasly and, and Elkhorn are just a weird combo still. Mm-hmm. I think Lewis is going to run well. He, they ran very well at Coda, and if they had two more laps, he would have won the race without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, and uh, your boy Lance Stroll has a good finish. Amazing. We're fading him, and here he, he comes. Just, he, just stay, he just sticks around, yeah. man. He's like Seventh a fly. Place. Yeah, uh, I don't know. All right, let's move on to the stock car boys now as we head down to the final two races of the year. We're heading to Martinsville. We got Phoenix next week, Homestead in the books. Chris Bell gets it done at Homestead. He's into the Final Four for next week already. Uh, Man, I had William Byron in this race, and I was really hoping that he could have pulled it out, but he did not. Uh, I was also going to be happy if Ryan Blaney could have because I have him uh, on a ticket to win the title. Uh, Since I thought we talked a couple weeks ago about it, he was worth a long shot because he ran well at the four tracks that were left or the five tracks that were left. Uh, what would you think of the the race at Homestead? And uh, is Chris Bell a serious contender now? Can he win this thing? It seemed like it. I thought Homestead was pretty awesome. I mean, Bell Bell was good. I did, Weird things happened. I mean, Truex yes. and Hamlin, you just yeah, you can't yeah. do that. 
yeah, seriously, you can't do that. I mean, Busher's done. Yeah. He, unless he wins, which. Yeah. I mean, I Matt, say unlikely. That's not happening. Not at these tracks. No. Or not at this it, track. No. But I mean, Almondinger finishing in the top five. That. Yeah. That's always an eyebrow raiser. He's had a he. Uh, looking back, he he has ran well there. It's weird. I noticed. Uh, and last week we weren't we weren't on to talk about it, but I did notice that some of the guys who are good road racers had run well at Homestead. So I don't know if it's something about the way that the guys shift there or their just their braking sequences. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I saw that a lot of good road racers, McDowell even had good results at Homestead and Almondinger, as you mentioned. So yeah, so that that was something. Ty Gibbs ran well. Yeah. He's another guy that's really good on a road course. So I thought that was intriguing, something to keep in my mind for Homestead down the road. Um but yeah, I thought it was a good race. Was hoping William Byron could pull it out, but uh, wasn't so lucky. Uh, shifting over to Martinsville now. Uh, I like this track. It's, it tests people, and it can also be one of these tracks that if you suck at it, you're going to always suck at it. If you like it, you're going to always like it. So, uh, who are you looking at here at the big paperclip? All right, I'll give you some sleepers first. Okay. Just a couple sleepers. You could probably they might sneak their way up in the top ten. I'm going with a Briscoe. I like it. Dylan and Eric Jones. Ah, like them, like them all. I definitely had Briscoe on my list as a potential guy. I know Austin Dillon's run well here in the past. And Eric Jones, as we mentioned before, has had a pretty good run of cars and performances. He just had a lot of bad luck. He's yeah. had good cars. He just either something happens, he gets collected, his tires blow or something. But, no, I like all those. I definitely had uh, Briscoe in the mix um, as a guy who's been a consistent top 10 runner here at Martinsville in the past. So definitely a guy that likes his track. Uh, I had one other little bit of a dark horse, uh, Alex Bowman. I looked at him. He was my uh, guy kind of under the radar. And believe it or not, that you can't really discount him and you can't really call him under the radar, but he's not getting talked about because he's not in the chase anymore. Actually, there's two guys. But Joey Logano has an average finish of 4.7 uh, average placing here in the last seven races, and he's about 15 to 17 to 1. And Chase Elliott, he's led 765 oh, laps here in I the last that. seven races, and he's almost 20 that. to 1. So why couldn't he win? He He's in my names I like category. Joey Logano is my winner. Yeah, okay. He is my circled winner on my paper right yeah. here. All right. I, I I can get behind that. I think he's. Gonna I was I was to say I had three people. I was between Hamlin, Blaney, and Logano. Yeah. Well. I had all three of those guys in my mix as well. Chris, what are your thoughts on this showdown at Marlins? Well, I was just asking, uh, uh, because you mentioned Chase Elliott and how many uh, laps he's led, is Champ going to bet him, you think? I don't know. He, he, uh, he's he, up, drifting up to 20 to 1. Champ don't usually touch guys that high. It's a little oh, high for him. That's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know what? Who I like in, in – uh, I like Tyler Reddick in this race. Okay. I don't really know why, but I just – he's got a, a pretty good price on that. So, um and it looks like the Toyotas might be favored as far as a winning. Yeah, I mean, Denny Ham is going to be strong. Yes. My, my pick to win is Martin Truex, and it's kind of a wishful pick because I have him to win the title when I need him to win yeah, this you race. You need it. You I need, need him it. bad. I had it way back in February. Uh, I, I need I need Truex or Blaney, so I'm going kind of not with my heart, kind of my brain, my heart. But those are guys that I really that, that will really help me if I can. But I think they both have a chance. So I, but I agree with Sam. I think Logano is a really good chance here, and Denny Hamlin. He's just so hard to beat at this track. He's just very good. William Byron is good at this track. Chris Bell's ran well here, and you can't ever count out Larson either. So this race really has a lot 
on the yes. line. It should be great. I'm really looking. Yes, I, I want to throw somebody else in the, in the sleepers, and that would be Ty Gibbs. I think oh, yeah. Ty Gibbs should be thrown into the sleepers. Awesome. He he has had an underrated season. Yes, he very consistent though for him. Yes, very consistent, but it has been definitely trending way more upwards this second half. Yeah, what is his rookie season or second? Ty Gibbs. Rookie, okay. right? Rookie, yeah. Because yeah, okay. him and Noah Gragson coming That's together, right. <laughs> Noah didn't even make it through the first no. half of the season. Um, Dude, it's just the yeah. worst Cup hey, season ever. Let me ask you this: uh, We mentioned about RFK, about uh, um, uh, Busher starting to fade. Kozlowski's only like eight to one in this race. Thought that was a I little know. low. I thought that was a little low for him. They've kind of faded off. They had a really good red run there, about ten races where they were in the top five <laughs> every week. Probably leveled off a little bit. Do you see Brad having any shot here in this in this one? Yeah, I think he has a shot. I mean, they've definitely been consistent, but they haven't been what they were, like you said, those last 10 races. I, I did this. They picked the wrong time, I guess, to have a have a run, you know? Yeah, but, hey, their their team has made uh, incredible, dramatic oh improvements I from know. last year. So. We're talking about them. I mean, yeah, look at me. Exactly. And after you had Brad ready to retire <laughs> back in February. I did. I sent him flowers. How yeah. crazy is that? <laughs> All right, so your winner is uh, Logano. Chris is Great. going with Redick, and yes. I'm going with Martin Truax Jr. this week. Uh, anything else to add here, Sam, on the cup race in Martinsville? Uh, one other name that I had I didn't mention. Actually, two I see. Excuse me. Eric Almarola mm-hmm. and Ch- Ross Chastain. I know yeah, Chastain's, Chastain's not in it. but Chastain's dangerous here. I think he's he's a guy that, that I could see wreaking some havoc, getting his name back in the in the news again. No, I know. Because he definitely has – they just haven't had the consistency they've needed this year. Uh, no. But him and Suarez both. But I expect them – they still haven't had terrible years. They've been up and down. But uh, I expect them to bounce back. And I think this will be a good race. And uh, it's kind of sad that we only got two of these left. I was just going to mention that, Matt. I mean, it, it, this this you know, even though they usually, what, have a 36-race schedule, it's yeah. like we're down to the second to the last one. And, <laughs> and you know, that, that was always something we've had fun with watching. I wish we, I wish we had more – like get-togethers just for NASCAR only, only like we right. used to. Just right. have NASCAR parties. Yeah. Which, well, maybe we should start doing Well, we should. We yeah. should. So it's it's made a comeback. And uh, yep. good luck to both you guys. And, Sam, you, you, you kill it, man. Yeah. So, I'll try. Yeah, so, Sam, let's get your final thoughts on this. Uh, so we got Chris Bell and Kyle Larson both into the final with uh, victories the last two weeks. Right now, William Byron and Ryan Blaney are holding on to – the third and fourth spots above the cut line. So four racers make it to the final at Phoenix for our listeners that aren't aware of that. Uh, do Byron and Blaney, are they the ones that make it through? Or do one of the other guys, Reddick, Truex, Hamlin, or Busher? Uh, I know fuck. you don't think Busher. I think Busher is done. But I don't see why Hamlin or Truex couldn't make it. And then Chris likes Reddick. So what do you I know. Say? That's the thing. I think Blaney's in some dangerous territory. I know he is. And even and even Byron is. On oh, I can't lie. Issue. Yep. Right, because Blaney last race he got fifty three points, yep. which made him only ten back from what you know from where he. It's it, anything, any of those bottom four, they are totally in this. Yep, no, I agree. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Do you think well, you know what? I I really don't know enough about it, but I did want to ask you guys a question here. You know, we always talk about baseball and the, and when the and the pressure and the and the lights are shining bright. What's it like with these NASCAR teams when it comes down to this and, you know, any little, any little screw up or just yeah. a mechanical thing, like you said, or, I mean, they, they got to be feeling it. Oh too. yeah, I mean, they definitely do. Pit I, crews, I, definitely I, a lot of pressure. 
Oh yeah, when you bring a car in there and you got to hurry up. I, I just I don't I, know. I think it's fan over fascinating. the past years. Uh, Denny Hamlin had had probably one of the better pit crews, but he has not had the best pit crew this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think William Byron's has been pretty strong. Martin Truex, they've had they've had a lot. Sam, you you probably recall they had a lot of weird like penalties and stuff. Yeah, and weird, cl- clutch weird. races the last few years. They seem to have corrected that a little bit this year, but seems like they always have something go awry. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to rule out Hamlin in a situation like this, as far as just stable and, and a good team. I know it's just like I think the whole thing is. I mean, it's kind of common sense. You just gotta be there in the end. Yes. Gotta survive. You have to. You have to be there. And Martinsville's you know, a track that that is grueling. And yeah. even if you get beat up a little bit, you get a little bit of damage. You can still race. So it's like because it's not super high speeds, but you you know brake failures obviously a, a factor here. Tires melting off is a factor here. Right. So yeah, I mean if you have that stuff happen to you, you're pretty much finished. But yeah, you gotta survive any trouble early to have a chance. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I, it's. Yeah. Man, those bottom four—they really any of those, <laughs> any of those top two spots—they could get it. It's crazy. I know. Um, I don't. I don't know what I'm. I guess like I don't want. I'm, William Byron's been the best driver all season, so I hate to have him go out. But I really want uh, Truex and Blaney in there. So Blaney was so good last week. He was. He's 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 had a good playoff. He's been good. So uh, he's he's at least making me feel good about betting him at twelve to one. So we shall see. Awesome stuff. We got two races left. So folks, enjoy those and best of luck, uh, Sam. NBA started up. Uh, hockey's about a week and a half in. Uh, not much to talk about, I guess, in NBA quite yet. But uh, any observations from the two games last night or the 16 games of NHL action, including our lowly Penguins who continue to underperform? Yeah, Penguins are the same team. I think, I mean, you can't believe Tristan Jari is our goalie for like <laughs> the near future. Forever. <laughs> right. That's just crazy. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with yeah, them. I don't know if they're just old, if it's just our time is done. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah and we, I mean, Solomon's already kind of seems like he's lost faith in, faith in Jari because he, he played played on, what, Saturday night? Yeah. Didn't play well, so he, you know, so they got two days off, uh, you know, Sunday, Monday, and they come back with Nijelkovic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that tells you what they think about him. I That was the one thing I disagreed with on Cal Dubas, re-signing that guy to five years. That was a mistake. That, uh, that was, was a definitely mistake. a mistake. Yep. I mean, they'd have been better off bringing Mark Henry Flurry back. I'd rather have yes. him share time too. with the, the other guy. That I would have, I at least would have been able to sleep at night over that. Not that I'm but, losing sleep, but you know what I mean. You can yeah, rest easy. It, Jari's just yeah. a powder keg of disaster. It, it, but if Dubis, if Dubis can get rid of like the Granlin contract, if he can get yeah. rid of this, I mean, come on, pull one more out of your sleeve. Right, yeah. right. He's gonna somebody have will to. take this guy. They got to if he can get Carter to go. To yeah, I know. I man. don't know. It's just I, I, I just think they're probably going to need a change. Unfortunately, of Sullivan, yeah. I just they got to, they got to change something. They're not changing yeah. anything. And they just really like I, I know he, he, he did. I don't want to say he made change for the sake of change, but he did. Uh, those bottom six guys were basically all different now, with the exception of yeah. Carter. But are the are these guys really any good? Are they any different? I mean, I know six games is a small sample size, but they've shown nothing. So far, like no, this, no, the, Matt Nieto not and the Noah Chari. I mean, they they're just out I don't know. Maybe it's just the, maybe it's just the whole style it, of the team be. from top it to bottom. Well it just be. seems stale and outdated. Like Sam says, it's the same old. Well, like, and we keep saying the same thing. And you bring Carlson, and it's like yeah, he just becomes it's like, like the, average now. Yes, <laughs> like it's not it's him. Gotta be this, can't be like, him. No, it, it, can't. it cannot be. If the guy scored 101 points <laughs> last year on one of the worst teams yeah. in hockey, right. 
Right. So it made, it, to me, the common denominator is Sullivan. Yeah, no. yeah. and I, again, and the, I, I'm not a proponent of firing him, but no, sometimes but, you have to do that yes. just to. Yeah, I mean, the ownership has the easy route out too. They can say we didn't hire this guy; he's guy. not our guy. Right, we're moving on. I, I I expect something to happen here. Well, I, I don't I, think yeah. he sits on his hands like Hextall and Burke did. Yeah. So, and, did you hear Madden say they? Saw yeah, him he was, the he was really pissed off. He said, I, "Madden said I didn't even Dubis." That is, yeah, do yeah. he said I didn't even. He said I saw him, but he was fuming. I didn't even talk to him. So, <laughs> you know, you know, Hextall would have probably just been, hey, "All right, Burkey, where where are we going to get dinner yeah. after the game?" He didn't give a fuck. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So score, I, I you know maybe he'll. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know. I, I don't know how that all works, but it, you know, Hextall he, shouldn't have been able to go out anywhere other than get go to get his food. That's about that's it. That's about yeah. what he deserves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sam, anything NBA wise that that stuck out to you after two after two games so far? Lots of games tonight, but uh, yeah, uh, Jokic triple double. Yeah, shocker. Uh, Davis just you know eighteen what? eight, it's like seven and four or whatever the fuck he did. Just well. Hey, Davis, did did I hear right that he didn't score in the second half? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was <laughs> it's almost Jesus. impossible, Chris. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it, it makes no sense. Not much does in that league, sadly. No, no. no. Um, Cavs host Brooklyn tonight. Ooh, yeah, big yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, huge, huge. Each Eastern Division matchup. Yep. That's actually a good Eastern. game, though. Honestly, yeah. If you like basketball, Eastern Conference will be. All right. Uh, Sam, anything in uh, college or pro football this weekend? I got some pro football. Nothing in college. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. Here we go. Fire. All right. Tomorrow, Gabe Davis is a plus 225 anytime touchdown. I don't okay. care for the Buccaneers. That's a good call. Uh, for for uh, Let's see here. The Steelers-Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence has an over-under of one and a half touchdowns. This is plus 110. I think that's easy money. I think the Steelers get lit up all the time by average quarterbacks. Okay. And I have one more. Alec Pierce is a plus 400 to score against the New Orleans Saints. Oh, I like it. Alec Pierce. How you like that? Cincinnati's finest. Beautiful. All right. So, Gabe Davis, anytime touchdown. Alec Pierce, anytime touchdown. Trevor Lawrence, over one and a half touchdown passes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Sam, thanks as always for your time. It was wonderful to catch up with you again. Hope you enjoyed the uh, Mountaineer tailgate last week. Heard it was a good time. Tailgate was fun. The game was interesting. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. How about those uh, those holes there for the running back from Oklahoma State? God. Buyouts. Buyouts should be illegal for coaches like Neil Brown. <laughs> you know, they, he shouldn't have one in his contract no, because okay. this is ridiculous. Actually, none of them should. Not, yeah. It's fucking really. ridiculous. I mean, you know, they, uh, we could talk about that forever. So. All right, Sam. Thanks for everything, buddy. Great analysis as always. We will see you uh, probably next week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's good good talking to you, fellas. Talk to you. See you. See you next week. All right, that does it for Sammy, and that's going to do it for us here on another episode of Better's Last Stand. Chris, thanks for joining. Thank you, Matt. uh, Thank you. We shall see you uh, next week here in the Pine Room Studios. Be sure to check us out on the Watchdog. Uh, We had head coach Derek Army from the Wheeling Nailers on the other day. It was a wonderful interview. Jub's going to have that up. We were at the Freeland Farm last night for a Halloween show. If you haven't checked out um, our show at the prison, or our, um, we're having our, our the interview we did with uh, Brenda from Horrifying History. That's going to be out as well. New soup and stuff just dropped. So lots of things going on. So check it out at the Pine Room Studios on social media and the uh, YouTube channel, Pine Room Studios. And uh, BLS underscore PRP for our stuff. Uh, NBA season long stuff. Uh, we'll have our best bets of the week. I didn't get the coaches because we ran out of time. But they'll be on there uh, when you listen to the show 
on Friday. So enjoy. Have a good weekend. Best of luck with your bets, and we'll see you next week here in the Pine Room Studios on Better's Last Stand. Happy Halloween. Yes, sir. Happy Halloween. Wonderful.